Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is Fingerbiter. It was written by Michael LeBossier, and you can find it at the Call of Cthulhu Miskatonic Repository at drivethroughrpg.com. I am your game master, and this is a long one-shot, four-hour long shot, uh, and it's the fourth version that we have produced. Uh, so, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> our story begins on a warm summer evening in 1923 in the sitting room of Dr. Clarence Sapien. Earlier today, you each received a card handed to you by a message boy. On one side was an illustration of a hand inked all in black. On the other side, the numbers 730 and the initials CS. What this meant to you was clear. Dr. Sapien was calling a meeting of the hidden hand this evening at 7.30. It was not like him to call such an impromptu meeting, so it must be urgent. Arkham is a fairly small town. Not everyone drives. From where you lived, it was an easy walk to his house. You brought an umbrella just in case it started to rain. It had been overcast all day with a little too much humidity in the air. It was summer after all, but June in Massachusetts can be unpredictable. You arrived at his home and you were greeted warmly. No one said anything about the message, as was customary until you had all arrived. After being served light refreshments, everyone stopped talking and focused on the doctor who was ready to begin. You all noticed he was holding a rather fancy piece of sea green stationery. Uh, he stood up and he looked at you all rather intensely. My, my friends, Thank you so much for coming on such short notice. I apologize if I, for the nature of the message, but this is dire. I received a letter from a very good friend of mine and the contents shook me deeply. My dear Clarence, it's been quite a while since last we corresponded, and I hope this letter finds you in good health. My dear friend, I need your immediate help. I'm in serious peril. I cannot turn to the local authorities as they would think me mad and probably have me locked up. What I need is someone with an open mind and a keen eye. In case you didn't know, I'm no longer living in London. I began a personal journey some months ago to conduct genealogical research on my family. This has led me finally to a small village in Dunville in Northern Scotland. My research has been difficult and now I've met with a terrible accident. At first I was dismissive of the gravity of my experience, but now I know that the foulness is undeniable. I must ask your help in this matter, for I feel that you are the only one who might save me from this horror. If you can, bring help. Some members of your club who might be able to discover what is happening to me and how to stop it. I'm currently residing in the Ruddy Saw Inn in Dunvall. Come quickly, please. Sincerely, Gordon McDougall. 
my friends, Gordon is an old acquaintance of mine. In our youth, we would play together, peace in the pot, and he has saved my life more than once as hooligans. Yes, I was young once upon a time. Again, normally I would not trouble you, but Gordon is not one prone to exaggerations. And I have not heard from him for a good four or five years. So for him to so suddenly reach out with such a dire message, I, I, I felt that calling a impromptu meeting of the hidden hand is in order. Again, I could perfectly understand if you are indisposed and cannot come to help me on this journey to Northern Scotland, but I will be going. I owe Gordon that much. I I say we got there. No. Right now? Well, sooner than later. We'll have to pack first. Well, that's not too hard. <laughs> it's almost like a vacation you're talking about here. I mean, this is a pretty extensive trip, but if it means that much to you, I mean, if one of the hidden hand has to go, we all go, right? A finger cannot go alone. The True. entire hand must go. <laughs> Having said that, my friend Gordon is from a very well-regarded and very wealthy family in Scotland. So I'm sure he will be able to take care of our expenses and you know, make sure we're well compensated for, for our efforts. He's never been one to uh, think too much of money. See, you, sh you should have led with that. Let's go now. This sounds great. Well, Thank you, my friend Virgil. Well, I, I personally, I've always felt like all of you were part of my extended family. And I've said from the beginning that if there's anything you ever need, I was going to be there for you. So all you need to ask, and I will do everything in my power that I possibly have to help you in any way possible. Abigail, my friend, uh, thank you. Zandor. Yeah, I'm up for a, uh, <clears throat> a trip to Scotland, and uh, if we can help your friend out along the way, more is the better. Thank you. No, you it's about 7.30 at night, so... Uh, mm -hmm. Most likely you'd want to leave tomorrow. Um, you have a couple of options. Um, you can either drive or you can take the train. If Scotland? Take, uh, well, yeah, if you drive, uh, it's going to be a 13 and a half hour drive nonstop. But we will have a car there. And if you, if you take the train, you're going to take the Flying Scotsman. That takes 14 hours and goes through York, Edinburgh, and Inverness. Then you have to take the Shinladi uh, Highland Line to Halhane, another three hours, and then you'd have to take a bus to Dunwall. So the car is faster. We should probably do the car. Bye. It'll whose be car? safer. And who's honestly? Driving? We can drive around. 
our own. Like we, we don't have to we don't have to like walk everywhere. We can drive. It'll be nice. But who has a car first? I, I would imagine we all have cars. Uh, we're all somewhat well off. Well, with the uh, credit rating that I have, I should have a car. Um, yeah, Virgil, you might have a nice uh, uh, sedan that seats eight. Oh, perfect. Yeah, coming out here with the credit rating of 85. A big old, a big old <laughs> gangster-looking car. 24 for me. Cruising through the highlands in style. Right. And Virgil, do you drive? Or you, <laughs> you have um, <laughs> first off, do I have? I do have drive auto, so I can drive. Probably you drive. Not not the best, but yeah, I'm not I'm not a driver myself. I hire people to do that for me. Yeah, so let's just um, we'll just pack everything, throw a bunch of suitcases in the back for a like what a weekend trip? You think? Well, I I actually do have drive auto as well, but mine is uh, twenty. I mean, mine's 20 as well, but... Mine's 40. Hey, you could drive. You drive my car, just don't crash. Aye, lad. They only yeah, have one good, eye, but I've still got a good eye for the road. You have no depth perception. <laughs> so I've, I've got a map that shows where the train would go, but it does give you an idea of uh, where you'll be going. Hmm. So you're going from London, through York, Edinburgh, and then Inverness, and then Dunval is way up here at the top. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're really going all the way up north. All the way north, yeah. So it probably will be chillier. I'll pack my winter coat. Not too far from that damn lock. Uh, you and that lock, my friend Lloyd. We never really found what you were looking for. I swear those standing stones are out there somewhere. Not for today, though. Well, at least this time, hopefully, we won't get stuck again. Aye. So, not knowing exactly what to prepare for, what? How do you guys prepare? What? What do you want to take? And when are you going to leave in the morning? I'll uh, I'll pack a suitcase worth of just clothes and traveling stuff. Uh, a separate bag where I've got my shotgun and lock picking equipment um otherwise i've got my blackjack and revolver on me i think i'll still pack of course the um the danger but other than that i'll just um bring my usual sort of medical kit or doctor's um you know kit and some clothes and that's about it we can probably assume that whatever your profession is you've got some of that equipment you just for each other, yeah. Yeah. just because you tend to, who knows what kind of mysteries you're going to run into. Maybe like a pair yeah. of binoculars or so? Sure. I've got a, a satchel with various crafting equipment in it, writing gear, um, paper, things of that sort, various um, knickknacks and doodads for ritualistic things. And um, of course, and I've, I've got a suitcase full of uh, reference materials various world religions and uh, mythologies, etc. Okay. So unless you have something else you want to suggest, what time are you going to leave? 
probably want to get going early. It, but it, it yeah, by 13, like, sorry. Say by 9 a.m. or something. Plenty of time to have uh, a good breakfast. Or, my friends, do we want to leave closer to the evening and then arrive during the day so we have some time to, to explore? It is a... Did you say it was like a 12, uh, 13 hour drive, Tom? 13 and a half. Okay, so is that including breaks or like straight? Well, I'll just to say be, 13. To be honest with you, Doc, I mean, after a 13 hour, 13 and a half hour drive up there, we're going to probably want to rest and sleep anyway. It's probably better to uh, leave in the morning, arrive at night, have a nice dinner, maybe a few pints, and uh, get a good night's sleep, and then start the very next morning. That, that is true, my friend. That is true. I was a bit worried about Unless the urgency you, of the letter. Unless you want to though. drive all night and then, then go exploring, you know, I mean, I might have some various herbs and chemicals that can help with that. Are you guys feel? Who's feeling up to drive, thir- get into a car at this very second and drive 13 hours? You got oh, yeah. I need like at an, least hour an hour to, to pack. You need an hour to pack, um, uh, and we get maybe an hour for food. It's like seven, eight. We leave by ten. Uh, well, remember, you've already been up all day. True. So let us let us meet tomorrow inside. morning then. That sounds like the best idea. So Let's basically, what I'm going to tell you is, if you food. leave like at seven, you're going to get there at eight thirty in the evening. I think that's reasonable. That sounds pretty good. And then you'd have, you could rest. He's at an inn, the, the Ready South Inn. We can get a room there too, then. It'd be perfect. In fact, you might be able to uh, to call ahead and contact ahead to see if they have a place where you can stay. Um, let's say you, you arrange that. Yes, you do. You, you speak to a... Uh, Miss uh, Lucy Connors at the end over the phone. It takes a bit to get for the phone line to get all the go all the way through. But after you speak to her, she's got she's got rooms for each other. Unless you want to bunk up and save money. No, no I I think we're fine. We'll be good. all right. So the next morning comes. You uh, pack all of your things and you. Uh, you draw. You begin your drive in the morning. Um, who is who's driving the car? I am. Okay, so Lloyd, do a drive roll. That's a seventy-nine. It's gonna scratch so, the pain. Okay, immediately. Nice. So. For the f- most part of the day, the uh, the drive goes pretty well, but uh, somewhere at just after you, uh, it's getting towards uh, afternoon evening. Just as you leave Inverness, um, yeah, the car starts acting a bit. Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe it's overheating a bit, and you you try taking it slow. Uh, you, you come to a little town. It's actually, it's actually not that little. It's, it's bigger than, uh, I was going to say Arkham. You guys didn't start in Arkham. Um, it's maybe got about 400 people 
on the sign, uh, you know, the population sign. It's called Halhane. And from there, you know, it's only about 10, 10 miles further on to Dunval. But your car is, car is sputtering a bit. There are uh, a number of open diners in this little town. If you want to let the car rest for a while. Or if you want to just keep plugging through. You just don't know how your car is going to be doing. Is, uh, is everything okay, Lloyd? The car seems to be... I don't know what's up with it, lads. It seems to be giving me quite the hell. I think we should spend some time here, let it cool off a bit. I told you, Virgil, don't buy this Italian trash. You should always buy German. Uh, I mean, it was so I agree. nice, though. I agree as well that maybe we should stop for a little bit. And if you boys want to look at the car or anything, perhaps I could head in the town a little ways and maybe find a burger joint or somewhere and bring us back some food. Not a bad idea. Sounds like a plan. Does anybody have if they had, fixed the I'm car? sure if they had hamburgers in 1923, but definitely they have. There'd be food, food anyway. Yeah. We get some fish and chips, you know, wrapped in the newspapers. Hey, that sounds tasty. I don't know. This is Scotland. You're probably going to get mutton and... Uh... Haggis. Haggis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, definitely going to get some haggis if possible. That's a given when you're in Scotland. All right. So you stop for a while. Um, you guys check out the car. You think that it might just be overheating, uh, put a little more water in the radiator, um, give it a little bit of time to cool down. Um, Abigail, you find uh, a place where they're, they're serving food. They don't really have any way to package it up to, for you to take it back, but it's literally, you know, 50 feet away from where you guys are. So you could just leave the car where you parked it and go just and come back and tell the others I, I found a food place you can come eat here you're going to be delayed at most you know, an hour and it's probably what about 7.30 now I don't know anything about fixing cars so I'll go down to the restaurant for sure Okay, some food will be nice alright and you guys are hungry so uh, you go into this nice little inn uh, Halhane is uh, uh, for the time, 1923, it's a fairly modern town. There is definitely things in the town that seem old, you know, with Scotland. Um, but they've been trying to modernize. Uh, there are power lines, so places have power. Um, they you know, publish newspapers, and um, there's various... Uh, amenities that you can see there's pay, there's actually even a pay phone um so we'll assume that you eat is there anything in particular you're gonna have haggis you can have haggis so i'm gonna chat up the um serving staff ask them a bit about you know have you heard about um dunval uh, or dunval and hey what is that like again oh uh, yeah dunval that's that's about 10 miles from here oh granted i'm suddenly sounding very irish but uh um, yeah, Dunville, it's about uh, about 10 miles from here, not very far on. You're looking for uh, various uh, 
you know, old structures, castles. Uh, it's, it's all over the place. Oh, it's a it is a old town. Oh yes, very old, very old. Uh, uh, I think there's an old ruin there, uh, a, a, a tower that's uh, was either demolished or it uh, you know was in a battle and got blown up or something like that. It's just a pile of rubble at this point. But originally it was the center of town and they built the town around it. Uh, that sort of thing. It's the same in any of these towns around here. Mm. You have any fish and chips? Uh, fish and chips? You must be from London. <laughs> of course, we got fish and chips. Crazy oh, out fish and chips. I can't. I can't stomach haggis. Well, no the fish and no chips have been stuffed into an animal's stomach, though. So. Oh. Stomach before you. you can't escape haggis. It consumes all food. Would they have something like bratwurst? Does this look like Germany to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They probably have some sort of sure, sausage. Sure, yeah, sure, they, sure I'll just they'd take have mutton. Sure, yeah. they'd have bangers and mash. Yeah, I mean they have they're sheep. Like we'll give you the mutton and pay you to take the mutton. They have black pudding, you know that sort of thing too. Yeah. Black sausage. Yeah. And it's you know it's. Some of it's kind of bland, and but it's you know it's a hearty meal. Beer. Oh, oh yeah, we got beer. Or whiskey. Beer and whiskey. Oh, we can it, go with some Scottish whiskey before we go off on this daring. We call it Scotch. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm convinced. Is there a mechanic? Up here, they probably just call it whiskey. But <laughs> is there a mechanic in town that? might be able to help us out with some um, troubles with our automobile. Sure, yeah. Um, I, he's probably not going to be there until tomorrow morning. Oh. But, uh, it's a shame. I mean, it's it's kind of late. We're going to be closing. How far is the walk to Dan? Four? Well, it's 10 miles. 10 miles? Ugh. Yeah, you wouldn't probably be wanting to walk it. Uh, True. But, uh, uh, what's wrong with your car? Uh, I think it might be overheating. It's, it's more Italian. of a, It's more of a luxury vehicle, less of a uh, commuter. You know. I could uh, I could give somebody a call, see if they can give you a lift. You're going to Dunval. Yeah. Are they expecting you? Uh, yes, we called ahead. Um, let me see if I can find somebody who's willing to take you all. Over to Dunval, if your car is still... Uh... That would be very appreciated. Perhaps, um, we shouldn't leave the car completely unattended, though. So, who uh, should no, we send nobody's people... Gonna, there's, there's no crime out here. <laughs> what they all say. Every town says they have... Well, maybe a, little, maybe a little prostitution, but there's not much more than... His right car, there, that's his, crime. His car is like a $40,000 fancy Italian thing, you know, somebody's going to want it. Some, exactly. some 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 uh, people don't have much of an education in prostitutions about all they have going. We got a doctor. We got some police. The police don't bother the prostitutes. <laughs> and I can't imagine why. <laughs> Just working girls. Uh, so, anyways, um, 
if any of you check on your car, uh, you're pretty sure it's cooled down. It's probably not going to give you any trouble. Um, uh, the waitress does have somebody, you know, old Joe Green, if you want to uh, elicit him. He can take you over there in a truck, but then you're going to have to find your way back. Mm-hmm. They'll, uh, they could store the car if you want in the, in the garage. We probably want to do that. I just didn't want to leave it because I'm like, this is going to get stolen so hard. I'm going to come back and some sheep herder is going to be cruising over the highlands with it. All right. Yeah, we'll start. So, all right. Um, All right. So are you going to take all of your stuff and put it into Joe Green's truck and then? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just have a suitcase in my satchel, so. I would get okay. me two suitcases. All right. So uh, Abigail and one of you can sit up front, and the others have to sit in the back. I have my, my my little knapsack that I keep with me. I keep a few small supplies and some binoculars, small first aid kit, things like that. All right. So Dr. You Sapien, all... do you want to do you want to ride up front? I gotta see Virgil riding across Scott the Highlands in the uh, back of a pickup. Truck. I was hoping you weren't gonna say that. <laughs> it's just too good. I can't miss it. I'm, uh, I'm, that, I'm, that would be appreciated. Thank you. Scenic Virgil. Oh, my hair is all destroyed. Uh. So you you all hop in the back. You all hop in the truck, and uh, Mr. Joe Green is uh, uh, looks like he's probably a farmer. Um, looks like he's maybe in his fifth. You guess he's probably in his fifties, uh, but he looks really wrinkly and you know, weather weather worn. Uh, Buddy, uh, done, done. give me a give me a hand up. Of course, come on, Lassie. Uh, so you'll be going to Dunval, eh? You know somebody there? Is that where you're going? Yes, my friend, uh, a. Mr. McDougal is actually uh, staying there and meeting. McDougal, you say? Yes, sir. Ah. That's interesting. Means something to you, my friend. Well, the ruins there. That's Castle. That's uh, Tower McDougal. Oh, Oh, God. Really? It's a common common enough name, I'm sure. Uh, Not so much around here anymore, but... uh, Anymore? uh, Was there uh, a McDougal family? Uh, Dougal's all died off uh, quite a while ago. Uh, I don't know why your friend is here. There's nothing, like I say, nothing but a ruined tower. It's in the middle of town too, right? Well, it's kind of to one side, yeah, next to the... uh, But uh, the town was built up around it. Uh, Did they die out recently? Oh, no, no. Like... uh, centuries ago i think my friends gordon uh, you know uh the the friend we are going to look for has been doing some genealogical research as he mentioned in this letter last i spoke with him he mentioned that his family migrated to the new country um in the 1700s I wonder if they really are the same clan then. I don't know. But uh, now the, the road's kind of bumpy because it's mostly dirt. Oh. 
Um, but uh, uh, that's uh, it's something to tell tell our friends. Uh, the McDougal back in uh, the where the place where the McDougals may have originated. It's interesting. <laughs> so, Virgil, smelling country air. That's too much. It's everywhere. That's gratuitous amounts of sheep shit. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, I, I have no doubt. So you come up over a little rise and you're heading down towards this this village. It's not much more than a village. Uh, you can see that there are, there are a cluster of buildings kind of in the center and you pass a couple of homesteads uh, but the homesteads are spread out over the valley so they probably all count as Dunval but they're, they're farms out there. Um, uh, Dunval itself just has a, a handful of buildings, maybe a, a general store, and uh, you can see that there is uh, an inn called the Ruddy Sow. It has a, a, a sign hanging up that's shaped like a female pig with a bunch of little babies suckling on her, and she's uh, painted bright red. Um, and it's dark now, so you don't, you can't really see much. There's, there's a few lights on buildings, but there's no street lights per se. And off just in the distance a ways, you can see something black against the evening sky, uh, that looks like a ruin, uh, but it's maybe half a mile farther down as he pulls up to the sure the ruddy sow uh well it's been uh nice talking to you uh i can help you bring the bags inside how many piglets are suckling on the sow five make a number up five yeah five piglets suckling on a sow virgil do you know what that means what what does that mean I'll show you later. I want to make sure. I don't want to give you misinformation. I need to. I need to consult my uh, my books. But Sandar, what exactly do you do for a living? <laughs> I never really, never really <laughs> thought about it. How do you get money? Where do you go when you're not at the club? Oh, I write books. Sometimes like, you know, I need his help on a case, and he helps me out. <laughs> I give him a commission. <laughs> People consult me for my knowledge on the uh, mystical world, the world of uh, religion and the occult. Well, um, I hope we don't need too much of that. Speaking cause... of which, Tom, do I know any folklore about anything regarding Dunval or McDougal's or anything of that sort? No, is there any kind of... probably no. not. There's every every town here is going to have its own little folklore. No, you have fair. general knowledge of Scottish folklore, fairies. Yeah, 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 stuff like no that. No worries. Um, so you Pretty get good. down, you uh, you dust yourselves off. Those of you who are in the back, and you you know grab your suitcases. Uh, Joe Green's helping you. Uh, you step into the inn. The inn is uh, once you open the door, it's fairly brightly lit, uh, but it's comfortable. Um, you can see there's a fire going in a fireplace. There's a place where food is served, but there's nobody there at the moment because um, it's 
kind of about nine o'clock at this point. Um, there is a man behind the counter who sees you coming in and immediately comes out and says, uh, uh, you'll be the Dr. Sapien group that's coming in? Yes, my friend. Excellent. We are here. Let me help you with the bags. Thank so, you. I, I have to ask, do you have a Gordon McDougall, who is also a guest? Uh, in your Gordon area? McDougall. Yeah, he's upstairs. Uh, uh, let me get all of your stuff settled. Thank you. And Please tell me the kitchen's still open. He kind of rolls his eyes when you ask about Gordon McDougall. Um, uh, are you still hungry, Xander? Because you just ate. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with getting some pints, eh, Xander? Um, well, so he helps closed you, and the uh, you know, he helps you bring your stuff in. Uh, he introduces himself as uh, uh, Samuel Connors. Uh, you spoke to my wife earlier, Lucy. Uh, he's about forty-five years old. Um. He looks like your typical innkeeper. Uh, he gets you inside. He gets all of your bags. Uh, he says, now, uh, I'm going to, let's see, we got five of you. So I'm going to give your rooms three, four, five, six, and seven. Lucky seven uh, for me, lads. You, uh, uh, and how you're going to pay. He, he fiddles with all of that stuff with you. I'd like you all to do listen rolls. I got some points in that. God. Ooh. Rolled a I rolled a 91. Okay. You're you're too busy thinking about beer or something. Anybody pass? Who passed? No, I did not. Nobody passed. All right. Um as, as he's 30. As he's working on uh, on the paperwork, whatever, signing you guys, having you guys sign and everything. You occasionally see him going. Like this looking up towards the stairs and Is uh everything okay uh master samuel uh that that'll be your friend uh mr mcdougall but he's you uh quite the howler and just about the time he says that you hear at first kind of vaguely because these walls are pretty thick they're wood they're heavy wood but you hear upstairs you hear somebody going uh, Gordon, I'm gonna rush up. Uh, and he and he sort of puts his hand on. It, he says, "There's no need. He's been doing that for a week." A week. He says, uh, "Let's get your bags upstairs. Uh, and get you in the the rooms. Uh, your friend Gordon's in room number two. So I okay, start up the stairs, and as you're going up. Once again, you hear this. Oh, 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 God, oh. Coming from room number two. There's pretty girls in Dunval as well, apparently. Doesn't sound like that kind. Sounds like a pain. I go. And Gordon is not one to keep company with um, ladies. Okay. Uh, if Working. someone's hurt, I do have my first aid kit on me, if I can be of any help or anything. Yeah. I'll also take my medical kit just in case, and then walk up and start knocking on the, the door. 
Gordon, Gordon, my friend, I am here. You knock on the door. I'm going to make sure my room is as far away from Gordon's room as possible because I don't want to be. <laughs> I think Gordon's room seven, seven. Is going to be in trouble. Yeah, room seven. Well, seven might be directly across. Um. All right. So you knock on the door, and you can hear some shuffling inside, and somebody crossing the room, and the door opens, and there is a young man standing there who you don't recognize. Um, dressed in a suit. Uh, he looks like he is... Uh, oh, where is he? Uh, looks like he's about uh, maybe 25 years old. And he's like, uh, yes, uh, what can I do for you? I am Dr. Clarence Sapien. Oh, yeah, Gordon. Gordon said you were coming. And um, you are. I'm David. And uh, he opens up the door. And uh, he says, uh, David's over there. Uh, David is in the bed. Uh, he I mean, Gordon's in, in the his, bed. I'm sorry, Gordon's in the bed. Gordon is uh, in his, you know, like night clothes. He's in the bed and he's laying there. Now, the first thing that you notice is that there, uh, there is a bottle of whiskey next to the bed and a glass that is half empty. Uh, but the room, you can smell the alcohol. And uh, Gordon is lying there on the bed, kind of turned away from you, and he's going, oh, oh, God, oh, oh. And David says, uh, Gordon, uh, your friends are here. Gordon like looks over and he goes, oh, thank God, Clarence, Clarence, you're here. Gordon, my friend. Oh. Who did you bring? Did you bring them all? These are members of my club. May I introduce Miss Abigail? And then I, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd stand up, but. So I think my subject in room six. Okay. Like uh, the reek in here, lad. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, it's just. The pain, the pain is so bad, and that's when you notice that his hand is bandaged. What happened, my friend? I received your message and came as soon as I can. Um, as you're standing there, David says, uh, "Well, now that they're here, if you'll excuse me for a while," and uh, David turns and goes out of the room. Uh, it, 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 it all started this last week when I arrived. Uh, I don't know. I don't didn't think anybody would believe me. I, I you, 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 your group solves mysteries. Um, I, you know that I've been looking for my family, and I finally traced them back to this town, this Dunval. There's a tower. There's what's left of a tower uh, at the other end of the town, and. Uh, uh, David and I arrived um, in the evening on the uh, on the 14th. Um, it's currently the 21st. Uh, he says, I was excited, you understand. I was excited and I wanted to see the tower. I wanted to see what was left. 
and the they kind of warned me that it was treacherous over there not to go. But I went anyway, and I walked over to the tower, and I was looking around. It's just a, a pile of rocks, mostly. And I swear to you, Clarence, something, something came out of those rocks. Something came at me. I don't know what it was. It was too dark. It was not an animal, but it wasn't a man either. It was, it was something hairy and it, it grabbed me and wrestled me to the ground. And then it, it bit off my finger. It tore it right off my hand. And I screamed and it scampered away and I made my way back here. And David took me to the doctor in Halhain, who stitched me up, but that's, that's not the problem. The problem is I can still feel the finger and something is chewing on it. Get off your head. No, I'm not. I can feel it right now. Something is gnawing on my finger. Something up there in those rocks has my finger and it's gnawing on my finger. And it's going to drive me out of my mind. Gordon, my friend, there are things such as what we call phantom pain. Yeah, that's what the doctor said. No, this is not the same thing. I don't feel an itching. I feel as if something is literally gripping my finger and gnawing on it. Would would it be easier if, if I left the room and let left you guys sort this out? Maybe it, 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 it. Can you still move it? Well, I've got it all bandaged. The doctor bandaged my hand up. But you said you can feel it. All the time, I can, right? I can feel it. I can feel something chewing on it. Can you move your finger around? I, I don't. I don't know. Well, Just... I can't move anything right now. Do you want then to look at of... it? Sure. What kind of whiskey is in this bottle? Oh, David grabbed me. It's. Uh, I've been drinking it to try to try to ease the pain, but has has the wound healed at all? Like I, I'm now. I'm curious. It's only been a couple of days. It should start healing, though. Right Can away. I do like a psychology or a psychoanalysis role to either calm him down because he seems to be getting agitated, or um, what's going on? I'm gonna uh, taste you... the whiskey. Yeah, it's fairly good. Well, it could be um, like pachin, you know, like a, a Scottish moonshine or something, and it'd be mm. extremely strong. And if you drank half a bottle of that, you'd be hallucinating too, you know. Uh, well, it doesn't seem like that, but it does seem like it's pretty good, pretty good whiskey, pretty strong. Um, uh, I'll hand the bottle to Lloyd then. All right. So, are you going to unwrap I the hand? Unwrap and then also talk him down a bit. Psychoanalysis, right. if I have to, to calm You can use psychoanalysis to try. He he seems nineteen, 19 over. 
Psychoanalysis of 15, so um, hard. You, you see that he is comforted by the fact that you did show up. Um, he feels like you, you get the impression from him that I don't know what he thinks you can do, but he's happier now that you're here because maybe you can figure out what to do. Um, but he's in a great deal of distress. So you unbandage his hand and uh, indeed uh, his index finger has been removed. Um, the doctor uh, has stitched up the wound. And uh, I mean, if you can tell what healing looks like, it's, it's had a couple of days of healing. Um, it looks like the doctor did a fairly decent job uh, doing the work. Uh, but, and, and he has mobility. I mean, well, except for that, there's nothing there. Um, but you can see him uh, go through moments of kind of like calming down for a moment and then suddenly reacting as if something were falling on his finger. So, so Abigail, I'll let the did hand. you? Oh, so go ahead. Abigail, did you step out? Um, I had. She had asked if she should step out, and then nobody really said one way or another. So I would assume if nobody had said anything, she would probably step out and sort of leave the situation to the guys and wait out okay. in the hall or something. And then Xander, did you come back in this room, or did you go down to your room and? No, I came into this room when he was talking about oh, that's right. getting his finger bitten. Um, so that's when I decided to check out the whiskey because I thought maybe he's just drunk or something. But it's decent whiskey. I don't think he's he's wasted off of this, though. You know. So. Uh, right well, it does it look like he might right, have yeah. been drinking all day, so he might be a little wasted. Um, yeah, uh, he seems but... very emotional, which Dr. Clarence, that to you in and of itself seems a little out. You know, he'd have to be pretty drunk to be. Well, um, if uh, if Doctor Sapien doesn't mind, I might just start asking him a little bit more about where he supposedly was bitten by this thing. Um, like, if he give me any details about when he was there and where it was exactly. Like, if it was the east side of the tower, the south side of the tower, west side of the tower, whatever that kind of thing. Um, because I think after a few more sips of this whiskey, I, you know, I'm thinking about going out there and checking it out myself. I think that is good to understand, but night might not be the best time to explore. And then while Sandra, you know, talks to him, I'm going to look at the wound and see okay. if how cleanly the doctor cleaned it. Does it look like it was cut off, gnawed off, whatever? Looks like he did a professional job, but I did want to find out from Abigail. Since you stepped out, what do you want to do? Well, I, first, I'm probably going to be standing outside the door, and then I had thought about maybe walking over to a nearby window and looking off towards where you said there was some sort of building or something in the distance. Right. Um, you can walk down to the end of the hall, because there's doors on either side. Down at the end of the hall, there's a window looking out. Um, you, you can't really, like I see, there's no street lights, so it's pretty much just black against a starry sky um it's, it's more or less to have something to do so i'm not standing there thinking about okay what's going on in the room 
what happened to this guy sort of thing. It's just some kind of more or less something to occupy my mind in the meantime. Okay. So you're out there doing that. Um, it looks like the doctor did a good job. Uh, so he tells you that it, it's all kind of a blur because he was curious and he wasn't really paying that close attention, but he, he walked out there and he says to you, it's, it is treacherous. It's, there's blocks. He says, at first I thought that, um, that maybe it was a rat, uh, an unusually large rat. Uh, but I really couldn't see it at all. It was just shadows, and I should have taken at least a flashlight, but I didn't. Um, I shouldn't have gone out there in the dark. It was just stupid. Where I was, I had I had approached it, and I had been fiddling around for a few minutes. There are large blocks that are sticking out of the ground. From It's just a ruin, but... Uh, where it came from and where it went, I have no idea. There's too many places to hide. But and you confirm he has five fingers or well, he has four and a half now. Okay, so he didn't start with six. Okay, right, correct. <laughs> um, he says, uh, "I." The only thing, I, I, this is so bizarre. All I can think of is that it, that thing, whatever it was, has my finger, and you need to get it back for me, or it's going to keep driving me crazy by 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 playing with my finger and eating it slowly. So, so I'll rest the hand on him. It'll eventually stop, I guess, if you think about it, if you want to be on the bright side of this. But yeah, we should find that. Will it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how much of your finger can there be left at this point? Um, it may have been fully digested by now. I'm just trying he to. Pretty I'm just trying to make him feel better. What time? What time of day was it when he saw the creature when he was attacked? Uh, was after they arrived, they arrived uh, sometime in the evening. It was dark. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, like us well, tonight, lads. <laughs> Um, he's he's drunk enough to where he it seems like he's he's now relieved that you're here so he seems to be it doesn't look like he's had any sleep for a while so he might be calming down enough to where he might fall asleep with the alcohol and everything but uh, what you guys want to do I want to go to my room and take down some notes of the things that he talked about the things he mentioned and see if I can find anything in my Scottish folklore about a potentially like, it, it kind of sounds like a wolver, you know, like a, a Scottish werewolf type thing, but I've never heard about anything about this, you know, finger magic bullshit, you know, so I don't know, I'll, I'll see if I can find anything pouring over my books tonight since we're not going to be able to probably go out hunting tonight, you know, looking for it. Wait till morning to go investigate the ruins, but that's my plan. Um, so I'm going to call Abigail in, let her know, you know, sort of what's happening. And then for the night, I'll spend it in the room, sort of looking after Gordon. And also, you know, while I'm here, kind of checking out the room, see if there's anything, you know, interesting or out of the, out of the ordinary. Okay. How about the rest of you? 
Um, I had mentioned something in chat. I didn't know if it was possible to do or oh, not. I'm sorry. Uh, he is still downstairs. Yes. Did you want to go downstairs? I was just wondering if I could ask him a few questions. Sure. Yeah. So you, you, Abigail, you go down the stairs uh, while they're still discussing. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, uh, Mr. Connors, the innkeeper, he's kind of cleaning up. He's cleaning tables. But you also notice over by the fire, uh, this David character uh, is sitting there in front of the, uh, the fire, uh, one leg crossed, and he's reading a book, uh, just sort of lounging there. Uh, uh, and um, the innkeeper, as you come down, he says, is there anything I can do for you? Um, sir, I was actually just wondering about the, the old looking building, perhaps in the distance was a little dark when we arrived here. It's a- You're talking about McDougal Tower. Yeah. Yes. What, what would you like to know? I don't know that much about its history, but, uh, that's kind of the foundation of the town. I tend to specialize in archeological studies and I was just simply wondering about the, the history per se. Well, if anybody has a, com a more complete history on it, it'd probably be the uh, the um, the pastor of the local church, St. Drosten. Um, he would have the town records. Uh, his name is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Alan, Alan McKay, uh, St. Drosten's Church, this Church of Scotland. It's, uh, you can't miss that either. It's a fairly big church uh, made out of stone, but it's it's also on the that sort of dark skyline at the moment. It is about 10 o'clock at night right now. Um, but now, uh, now, alas, don't, don't be going out there around the tower in the dark. We should wait until the daylight. There's a, a walking path that goes right up to it. Is it a fairly dangerous area? Well, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stones. It uh, apparently at some point was destroyed, and uh, it's the the blocks that made it up uh, were scattered all over the place, and so there's a lot of sharp angles and odd things. A lot of uh, a lot of places that are a bit slippery. Not much grows up there except a little bit of grass. Have, have you heard of anything, maybe anything funny happening or anything precise? Well, there's there's uh, there's the legends of buried gold up there, uh, but uh, nobody's ever found any. Well, I suppose if they did, you would be fairly well off. Uh. Thank you for for answering my question. So. Yeah, you know, people, you know, this there's kind of a circuit of people that uh, show up every once in a while. Not the same people, but people come out to these little villages and they like to take a look at the ruins and learn about their history and their legends. And there's been more than a number of you know people go up there and look around, see if they can find a magic pot of gold. Uh, but like I say, nobody's ever found anything. Uh, best not to go up there in the dark. It's uh, 
it's uh, like you say, it's treacherous in the dark. I think that's what happened to your friend. And about this time, David perks up over there and looks over. And he's like, uh, you're one of uh, David's friends. Uh, yes, yes, I am. Uh, friend of a friend? Pretty much. If you, yes. ask, if you ask me, I think Gordon went up there and got his finger caught in the rocks and panicked. He's not really used to doing any kind of heavy labor or any kind of stressful thing. I think he just accidentally ripped off his own finger in the rocks and I took him to the hospital. And then he's so just a random this. silly accident? Yeah, and then he, uh, I don't know, he's not really got much of an imagination, but I mean, some hairy person, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I, uh, I took him to the hospital and the doctor patched him up and now he's claiming that he can still feel the finger, but I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe some sort of phantom wound or something? Or... Well, that's what the doctor said. The doctor said that sometimes people can feel their hand if they got their hand cut off. or feels like it's itchy. He says it's just nerves. Okay, I understand uh, that. Hey, but oh, yeah, that's uh, that's fine. It sounds like he's calmed down. I don't hear him moaning right now. I'll probably go on up. Well, I left his uh, his friend alone with him, and I just I walked out of the room. I thought it would be easier hmm. with just the uh, just a few of them together. I'll uh, I'll go take a look. Uh, thank you all for coming, but I I hope it wasn't. Uh, I hope it wasn't for nothing. And he gets up and folds, closes up his book and walks upstairs. I'm going to follow him back upstairs. Okay. Um, so Dr. Clarence, um, after a few minutes, uh, David steps into the room and he says, oh good, he's, he's falling asleep. Uh, uh, so, Y'all can go to bed and he probably won't sleep through the night. He hasn't so far. Say, how about we shouldn't, I mean, if you have pain tonight, you should let us know. And maybe, I mean, yeah, we're all tired, but if you start, if like you start feeling something's, you know, chewing on your finger, why don't we all get up? grab a couple lights and maybe lantern run out there to the, and see if we can't find this finger biter you know Virgil I was I was thinking the same thing but I've been driving all day and I'm I wouldn't be at my best but I I definitely feel like though if there's any trouble going around here going up there at night it's going to be sure when we well, find it I mean Lloyd honestly if in the middle of the night he starts screaming in pain do we really want to just let him languish until the morning? I'll uh, I'll take care of him, uh, David says. Okay. And uh, you you guys can do a psychology one, David. Okay. What would you need to roll for that? Ooh. 
psychology. Uh, I got a five. You'll see it's a, it's a skill. Regular success. That's a regular success as well. Um, as David is saying these things, he's walking over to where Gordon is, and he's got like a, uh, you know, a damp towel, which he wipes David's, he would wipes uh, Gordon's forehead off and, and sort of tucks him in a little bit. You get the feeling that there might be a little bit of tenderness between David and Gordon at this point. And it, David seems very serious, but he's also a younger, you know, handsome man. It looks like he's like 20 years younger than Gordon, but. Have you known Gordon long, David? Um, a few years. I'm, uh, I'm currently his assistant. I didn't. Uh, I I didn't expect this, but uh, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Keep your eyes open, lad. If it would be easier, because it seems like you haven't gotten much sleep either, David. I will look after Gordon tonight. Oh, that's that's very nice of you. Um, I am in room one. Just knock on my door if you need me. That's that's very nice of you. Of course, David. Thank you for taking care of Gordon. So he uh, turns around and goes. He seems kind of matter-of-factly, you know. Doctor uh, Sapien, would uh, would you need me for anything, or maybe to sit uh, sit nearby and help out just in case? I think that might be wise. And I'm going to start looking around the room now that David's not here. Okay. What are you looking for? Um, just anything of the ordinary. So, for example, Gordon mentioned he's been doing uh, genealogical research, things like that. So I'm going to see if I could find similar documents, um, things like that. Do a spot hidden. <sighs> 79 over. Was it 30? So, nope. Okay. Um, don't find anything like that. Um, I should also tell uh, uh, Reyna, if you want to change a role, you can use luck. So you spend the luck to do that. Of course, oh, yeah, Mouse was pointing at me earlier. Yeah. With, with the um, exception of Sandy Rose, right? Or, or luck you can't change. Or if you, you push, if you push, you can't spend luck. Yeah, right. that too. Um, anybody else in the room? Do you want to look around? Yeah, if I see um, Doctor Sapien searching around, I feel like I would too. Maybe still sipping on a little bit of that whiskey while I'm doing it, but that is a hard success. Ooh, that whiskey helped. What would I roll for a spot hidden? Uh, it's spot hidden. You, you'll see on your skills. You'll see one. Yeah, just percentiles. You always roll percentiles for yeah. all your skills. Always do 100s. I, f- I failed because mine. My spot, my spot hidden is a 65, but I'm, I just wasn't sure which dice to use for that. Oh, you always use percentage. There's two 10-sided right. dice that give you the, the ones and the 10s. You want low rolls. Right. 
Um, so some of you passed it. Um, looking around, uh, you begin to form a kind of picture in your mind of something that's, that's, that's taken place here. And what it is, it looks like they barely unpacked. Um, it, uh, if you put it together with what he said, they got here and he had the accident almost immediately. Um, so they've never, at least he's never completely unpacked all of his things and got it. It looks like if he was intending to do genealogical research, he never even got started here. So they've been here a week, right? Uh, correct. They've been here since 14th. The, uh, the letter that you received was dated the 16th. All right. So this evening, unless you guys want something else to do this evening, you the, the time passes. You eventually get some rest. You've been exhausted the long trip. Uh, you wake up uh, early in the morning. There are a couple of instances during the night or Gordon wakes up in pain and uh, Dr. Sapien, you probably have some drugs on you that you can give him that will relieve some of the pain let him sleep. Um, so you do that. Um, but other than that, nothing really happens. The morning comes and uh, as you guys are waking up, you can smell food cooking downstairs. And, uh, oh, they got something going in the scullery. What would you like? Uh, let's assume that you're going to all go down and meet for breakfast. Um, Gordon has managed to stay asleep, at least right now. Did I manage? Did I find anything uh, about finger biting in any of the uh, the folklore? In the shit? Any, any kind of really. like wicked fairies or anything? Or there's there's all no? kinds of stories about fairies and wicked fairies and sure, but not a finger like biting fairy. Nothing specific. Yeah, nothing specific about finger biting fairies. So I'm still working on the hypothesis that I, I'm kind of in agreement with the guy who said uh, he probably uh, lost his finger in the rocks or something. But right. All right. At the moment. So the morning comes, you guys all go downstairs for breakfast. And uh, uh, we'll just say that, uh, that as you guys are getting ready to go down, David is up there and he says, uh, "Is he, if he's asleep, I'll come down and have breakfast. Otherwise, I can take over and watch. We can send some food up for you, too, if you want. Well, that'd be nice. I wanted to So ask, he takes a chair next to the bed and pulls out his book. I wanted to read. ask David if he could let us look at some of the genealogy stuff that had been brought. Because they didn't do any work on this, right, at all. No, they, we they never pretty much a chance. I see. Um, perhaps you think we could maybe look over some of the, you know, his of his genealogy. Well, maybe. we didn't really bring any of it with us. Uh, uh, we know that we know that his family, uh, his family in the 1700s migrated to the United States, and the farthest we could trace it back there was Evan McDougall. 
Uh, and that was, I think, uh, 1782 when he migrated. Uh, the McDougal family, then, it took us a while to trace it down, but apparently it came from this village. And, uh, well, like I said, we just got here. We were, we were probably going to go to the church and see if they have church records and stuff like that, but we just haven't been able to do any of that yet. I see. Well, I mean, he's obviously in no shape to be running around the town, obviously. I was hoping so. that he would be over this by now, but... Um, if... Honestly, if there's... So there's nothing you can give me to take with me, like no notes. Because I was thinking I would head over to the library after breakfast and maybe kind of research into the... You know, what, what's his favorite there's thing? The Mc... McDougal's? Mc, uh, there's, there's no... Uh... There's no library in this town. There's not even a police station in this town. Um, it's too small. There's a church, uh, and I mean, there's the ruins, and there's a general store and stuff like I that. I guess the, the church, church. The church should probably have the uh, the records. The church probably has, yeah. You can't miss it. It's a ridiculously big church. Because I'm mostly looking town. for where they would keep death certificates, birth certificates. That's that's going to be there. Okay, that's perfect. They don't really have a town hall. True. That's why we had to run into uh, Halhane for the doctor. There's not even a doctor in this town. Oh dear. Nobody, nobody gets your finger bitten off or torn off by a rock around here. Lloyd, what do you say we go out and check out these ruins? I would agree. Like as soon as possible, right after breakfast. Um, I did have a question for you guys. Sure. Uh, I was speaking to the clerk last night about the local history around the area and such, particularly the building off in the distance. He had mentioned that the local church around here might have a little bit more information. I had just wondered if the rest of you had thought maybe uh, it might be worth checking out to find a little bit more out before we hit it off over in that direction. You know, Abigail, I was just mentioning that. Hmm. I, I would love to accompany you to the church this evening or afternoon. It's the morning. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> All of these things are literally five minutes walk. Yeah. Where you currently are. Like we'll we'll go there five steps. All right, we arrive. <laughs> and it's afternoon. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> that bottle of whiskey. It's been back getting passed around this whole time. <laughs> okay, so breakfast ends, and uh, you guys are going to do some exploring. Um, so do I understand Abigail and Virgil are heading towards the St. Drosten's Church, um, and Lloyd and Xander are heading towards the ruins. How about Dr. Dr. Sapien? Uh, Dr. Sapien will probably head towards um, the church as well. Okay. To talk to uh, Pastor McKay. Okay. So, um, Xander and Lloyd. Now, these, like I say, these things. Now that it's daylight and you step outside, mm -hmm. uh, the ruins sort of loom right over there. You can sort of imagine that at some point there was a rather large structure, a tower, um, not really a castle, but smaller than a castle but bigger than a house like a tower um and that now there's just 
uh, sort of rubble. It's on a hill just slightly past the last building. You can see that you just walk down the street. It turns into a little dirt road, and the dirt road goes up um, right up to it. Um, so you're walking in that direction, and as you as you come up to it, what you see is uh, this. Oh. I had never and seen stones like that. I may have exaggerated how big they are, but they, they look like they're big building blocks. Um, they're probably also not quite as clean looking after 200 years anymore. Um, but the area is more or less laid out like this as you're coming up to it. Um, it's about a football field across, about 300 or so feet, maybe a little more. Um, and it does have sort of a pattern as if it has blasted out from the center, as if something blew up. Could have been hit by an artillery shell, or uh, it could have been literally blown up by something. Hi, Xander, this is quite the tower. You also see that uh, the way they've been describing it is is pretty right. These blocks are at every conceivable angle. Um, you could get your ankle caught. You could get your finger caught. You could trip and fall and hit your head. Um, now that it's daylight, Regard you can pretty much climb over it. Regarding the rocks, mm -hmm. based off that image, though, like those those were like perfectly perfect that's, angles and, and all that it's not quite that neat obviously not yeah. quite that no that's just appropriate. i have a little <laughs> bit of natural world yeah. anyway can i just can i just check to see if there's anything unusual about the landscape here the, the stones the earth sure um i rolled a six that's an extreme success um there's a lot of there's a lot more blocks towards the center obviously mm -hmm. um the blocks way out on the edges have sort of, you know, been half buried in the grass, in the in the in the the, the in the dirt and grass. Uh, but as you approach the main area of it, there's less and less vegetation, and it there's there's some rock, but there it's almost as if something has poisoned the ground. Uh, so that it doesn't uh, doesn't let anything grow. It's very harsh and gravelly and, and rocky and um, extrapolating that. If I were to walk around this whole area, and I know you said it's about the size of a football field, so it's yeah, pretty it's, big. it'll take a little while. But if we were to walk around this and just kind of examine where the vegetation's kind of you know completely dead to where it's getting more vibrant. Right. Does it seem to center right there in the center last point of the tower, essentially? Yeah, kind of. Um, as if something scorched the earth, something scorched it enough to kill any organic matter. And that's been for mm -hmm. a couple of hundred years. Yeah, yes. And straight from the center of this tower. Right. Interesting. And there are piles and piles and piles of rock my my illustrations don't write quite do yeah it I, justice, understand. But I understand if there were something in here you could hide 
a lot of things. You could imagine, like like somebody mentioned, rats mm. uh, that could make homes inside this mound with uh, access coming just through the cracks and rocks. And fucking local kids probably love to come out. And play. Uh, yeah, maybe. Obviously, well, there's just... that walking trail, so people mm-hmm. do walk up here and fiddle around occasionally. And yet nobody's cleaned it up after hundreds of years either. No, I think they kind of like it because it's at least a little bit of a tourist mm-hmm. attraction. Everybody wants to see these old ruins. And this one's not in very good shape. It's Yeah. It's definitely destroyed. It's almost... Hmm. Do a, do a spot hidden for me. Both of us? Okay. Sure. Yeah, we're both walking around out here. Yeah, I, I presume you're what is my spot hidden? I failed. I got a hard success. Okay. Um, Lloyd, you can see um, evidence of other people walking around here. You know, footprints in the dirt and things mm. like that. It doesn't look unusual. It just looks like there are people probably wow. go for walks on the trail and like you said, kids might come up here and play. Looks like it, a lot of complete it hasn't been avoided. I guess that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's not like nobody comes here. Right. What do you think, Lloyd? Do you you know much about uh astronomical uh you know astronomical phenomena? You know what a meteor meteor is, for example, or uh, an asteroid? Yeah. Or uh, what would they call them? What would they call them back then? Comets, shooting stars, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, not too so, much, but I'm aware of them. It's almost like something came out of the sky and just smote this tower into the ground. Look at look at the way the rock is all blown out. But also see how it's densest here in the center. So it's almost as if the force kind of came from above in that sense. Because if it was truly internal. The center should be bare, right? As the uh, the blasting point. That is pretty interesting, but other than that, this place seems well traveled. Uh, maybe old Gordon really is just a screwball. The reason I think about an asteroid is because you see how the vegetation's all dead right here. Mm. Sometimes they can have very uh, poisonous effects. On the uh, on the soil, space gunk. I guess. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I have a little bit of knowledge in astronomy, and, and but uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a proper scientist. Maybe. Uh, maybe Miss Porkins could tell you uh, something about that. I don't know. But. I. Hmm. Maybe so we should come three. back here at night. I mean, the other possibility is I mean, there could be some kind of a werewolf hiding out here if. <laughs> that attacked uh, Gordon at night and uh, I don't know how the uh, the phantom pain w- would work exactly in Titan with that got kind of a voodoo kind of sense to it ah anyway I'm probably speaking foreign language to you at this point but got any silver bullets I don't even have a gun Lloyd uh <laughs> All right, so um, Abigail and Clarence and Virgil, 
you are walking towards the church. And this is a, a big church. Um, uh, from the uh, Abigail, do an archaeology. Okay. Um, oh. Like that's, yeah, I believe that's fail. What did you roll? What did you get? A 90. 90, okay. <laughs> um, as you're looking at the church, that, this is a nice church, nice churchyard. Uh, looks like the church is made mostly of stone, uh, but it's it's got good construction. Like it was constructed uh, probably in the mid 1700s. Um, it's surprisingly large for such a small town. I mean, even at this town's height, it probably didn't have any more than 300 people, and the church seems to have had a lot of money. Uh, you're guessing that maybe it was originally Catholic because it definitely has the look of a Catholic church. Uh, but currently, as you're coming up, it's St. Drosten's, uh, it's Church of Scotland. Uh, it's got some beautiful stained glass windows that you can see, um, all of which would have cost quite a bit of money. Uh, you go up to the church, you can see the... Uh, uh, the schedule for you know when the uh, services are going to go on on Sunday uh, and uh, you go up to it and you try the door and the door is unlocked uh, you open it up and you step inside and it is a beautiful church wooden pews carved wooden pews um, and there is a gentleman in uh, a black uh, sort of cassock goes down to the ground uh he looks like he is maybe in his mid to late 60s uh and he is uh cleaning and he suddenly looks up and he says oh hello folks um he gets up and sort of dusts himself off uh good uh, morning to you I'm sorry to disturb your uh, your cleaning sir oh that's um, all right allow um, me uh Fra francis Virgil Francis. Mr. I, Francis. Uh, I'm Pastor Alan McKay. Nice to meet you, Pastor. You're, you're not from this town, obviously. Uh, you're visiting? Uh, you could say that. Um, we, we, do have a, we do have a request from, of you, and if, if you're able to help us. Oh, sure. We were, um, we were wondering if you would have you do you know if there's any records here birth death certificates we're trying to I... trace uh, the genealogy of a mutual friend of ours ah well i can take you to the the room where we keep all the church records uh you don't have perfect, quite the time so. going through it <laughs> we've got the hundred years of records <laughs> do you know of the matugals McDougal's. I I know about the McDougal's. Uh, the tower. Um, I don't know any dates or anything, but the McDougal's are the ones that built the town. They uh, uh, they were a trading family. They had uh, you know a lot of money at the time. They built uh, the big tower. It's just ruins now. Um, 
went on hard times, went on good times. Uh, uh, the old rumor was that they found gold. Uh, and uh, and then, uh, I don't know, I don't know the whole story. I'm sure it's in the records. Uh, let me take you there. And he takes you uh, down the stairs into a uh, uh, kind of a little vault underneath the church. Um, and it's a big room. Uh, it's pretty dusty. It doesn't look like they come down here too much. It's not filthy dusty, but um, he says, here's all of our records. You're welcome to uh, look through it. Please don't uh, damage anything. Um, the McDougals also built the, uh, I mean, they, they funded building the church. So, I mean, the church does owe them quite a bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, you don't have to believe any of the, uh, the rumors of a curse or anything like that on the McDougal family. Are there, are there any maybe on when the, when the building was constructed? It should all be in the records. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me a bit about, you, you said curse, Pastor. Well, the, the old curse is that they're, colloquially, they're referred to as the nine-fingered MacDougals. Oh. I'm not precisely sure why, but uh, some sort of family curse that uh, is very unfortunate. Uh, and that's why there are no more McDougals. Well, one more. Um, well, none around here, I mean, yes. And you mentioned they funded the church. This is a very beautiful church, stained glass windows for, if you don't mind me saying, a, a, a rather small town. Yeah, they had money. Pastor, they were... You a curse. What kind um, of curse? Obviously a I'm bad sure. one. Um, I mean, we have a lot of old legends. I don't believe any of them. You know, I'd love. Oh, uh, but oh, sir, I don't think you understand. I would, I would love to hear legends. It's kind of what I like. I just, I'm a man of the arts and of the, of literature, as you can. Well, tell. I'm a man of the cloth, so I don't really collect legends, but. Uh, I'm sure things about the people in town might know some of them. Do you, uh, you know anyone we could um, ask who might know some old folklore? I don't know. In the evening, you're going to find a lot of the farmers showing up at the inn for uh, for dinner. Okay. We'll keep that in mind. But um, please, you know, have at it. Uh, I'll be just upstairs if you need anything. Of course. So he leaves it down here. Now, there are records, and they're not all well organized um, obviously this particular pastor is one in a long line of pastors uh and it doesn't look like the maintenance of the records is a big thing they've, they've got things you can see birth death records and death records so i would like you all to do let's see who has the lowest luck what what are all your lucks I have My 60 friend, luck. I have a 60 as well. Yeah, 60. 60 here. We're all 60. Also 60. We're all 60s. Uh, all right. Did well, anybody spend any luck yet? No. One of you, you, know. one of you roll. 
your luck. <laughs> Decide which one of you wants to roll your luck. Um, I can do it. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll go for it. Okay, go ahead. All right. Yeah, that is a that is a critical fail. That is sixty on ninety five. All right. So what that means is that it's going to take you about two hours going through all of these records. So uh, Xander and Lloyd, while you're up there doing that, and you're probably not up there for two hours, you're going to eventually start wondering where they are. Yeah, we might be up there for a little while because we were walking around and looking, looking around the highlands, making and sure there's no looking for any signs, looking for signs of like a hairy lycanthrop or something, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, and so after a while, you probably wander back down into the town. Do you go to the church? You can find them. They mentioned they were going to the church. Yeah, so. it makes sense to go to the church. Yep. So you all end up, you all end up together. But after about a couple of hours. Um, You've come up with a list of information. If uh, if Virgil is, you know, taking notes and writing all this down. Oh, definitely. So this is the information that you uncover in the course of two hours. Somebody would like to read through that out loud. I'll do it, since I rolled so poorly. McDougal Tower was constructed in 1487, and the village of Dunval sprang up around it. The family experienced success in their business ventures, and they grew in prosperity and wealth. They were good members of the church and contributed in me- in measure accordingly. By the mid-1700s, the family's success began to decline. Most of their wealth was gone by 1775. Then, in 1779, during the construction of a well, they literally struck gold. Almost overnight, the family was once again exceedingly wealthy. In December 1781, one of the family members asked the minister to perform an exorcism on the tower to drive out an evil spirit that plagued them. It is not recorded if the exorcism was actually performed. In the weeks that followed, all six resident members of the family began showing signs of madness. January 7th, 1782, records records the death of Samuel McDougall. January 10th records the... Um, same year records the death of Mary McDougal, January 11th, Grace McDougal, January 15th, Andrew McDougal, January 20th, George McDougal, January 25th, Robert McDougal. Evan McDougal, the youngest member of the family, returned from abroad. He was, he was deeply disturbed by the death of his family. After the funeral, he announced his immediate intention to move to the newly independent colonies across the sea to make a fresh start. March 9th, 1782, the McDougal Tower exploded sometime around 11 p.m. All burnable parts were consumed by the fire, leaving only shattered stone blocks and scorched earth. Evan McDougal made a very large donation to the St. Drostens Church before departing for the United States of America shortly thereafter. October 17th, 1782, it was discovered that the graves of the McDougal family were desecrated, possibly by grave robbers. Wow. Aye, Xander, you're right about the scorched earth. The tower exploded? Yeah, there you go. You know how much... That's one one hell of a family curse, huh? Not even three weeks and they all fall dead. Another thing we heard from the pastor, gentlemen, is that the McDougals were known as the Nine Finger McDougals, as part of folklore. 
it doesn't seem why because we, the pastor does not know he declined to elaborate but he did mention that the local tavern the inn gets pretty rowdy with farmers who love to tell stories of all at these local legends ruddy and we happen to be staying at the inn so there you go wouldn't it mean like our little friend that we left behind at the hotel probably the rest of these family members are also missing a finger then well he's missing well, one now he's the only mcdougall that we know of at the moment that's alive right so i'm sure he has family probably back in america or something but yeah well the way so, i see it is that the, the family saw something was like something was happening to them back in what was it 1782 1780s yeah yeah like an act like they contact the church for an exorcism and then few like about a week later all die like in succession you don't think maybe they could just have some weird tradition of lopping off each other's fingers well after mm. them all going mad maybe it just doesn't make any sense this is sounding less like phantom pain or gordon being delusional and more abnormal sounds like a ghost story that's what it sounds like Pretty I, say, I mean, when I heard your friend's story the first time last night, it sounded pretty half cocked. I thought I thought it might have come out of that whiskey bottle, but there's plenty of alternative evidence here that shows signs of a potential family curse. And I know for a fact that curses are real, that they, they do happen and they oftentimes happen to families and skip generations, things of that sort. So it's quite possible that there is some kind of court curse in the McDougal family and that is currently afflicting your friend Gordon. Perhaps a, a trip back to the inn to have some refreshments and talk to the locals would be in order. Indeed. Yeah. So you might have to wait till evening and stuff for the farmers to come down to the inn, right? But, uh, yeah. What that makes me stomach uneasy is the graves being empty. They're empty. I think they were just desecrated. In the meantime, we can visit the general store and perhaps see what's available uh, as we wait for the farmers. Sure. Yeah. Let's head back to the end because. Uh... Actually, what time is it right now? Um, took you a couple. They'll say it's getting close to lunchtime. Yeah, that's probably perfect. First of the day. So All right. We, so we walk the four feet. <laughs> to get yeah. <laughs> well, and farmers are done pretty early, right? Like you know. Yeah, they're not going to be doing anything in the dark. So. Hmm. Um, and right now it's summer. Uh, yeah. So, in there's Scotland, not that much what, going what, on. What month is it? It's uh, June. Oof. Yeah, the sun might not set around here till after 10 o'clock at night. Well, we're saying. <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah. Right. And it rises again at 4 o'clock in the morning or a little earlier. Um, so you head on back into the town a little bit. Um, it's a nice little quaint town. 
you see a few people walking back and forth, a few ladies going into the general store and shopping. Um, inside the general store, there's, you know, the things you'd expect to see. There's supplies and, and things that people in a rural community might need. Um, there is a woman. Uh, she looks like she's maybe in her 40s behind the counter. But you can also see that there's like a little room right behind the counter. Uh, and there's an old man sitting there. He's uh, smoking a, a cigar. Uh, you get the distinct impression that it might be her dad. You know, and they all just, it's a family-owned business for sure. Yeah, what can I do for you? She says. I'm straight. We're new in town uh, and looking at some of the ruins. We understand that the McDougal Tower is something of a mystery or, or uh, something of a landmark here in town. Ah, every, every village has its own little stories, uh, but uh, I don't know. I think that uh, it gives me a bit of the creeps at night. I, I wouldn't go near it. Uh, what about uh, you there, old timer? Any uh, any fun tales about McDougal Tower you'd like to share? Eh? You're talking eh? about the McDougals? Yes, sir. Ah, the nine-fingered McDougals. How did they come by that name? That's a weird name. heard that. They were all mad, you'd understand. They were all crazy. Uh, they... Uh, they uh, cut off their fingers and they went completely stark, raven mad. Did they get mad and then cut off their fingers or they cut off their fingers and then go mad? Well, now, who would cut off your finger if you weren't already mad? Fair point. Are you sure nobody cut their finger off? And are you sure it was them, right? Uh, am I sure about? No, I'm not sure about anything. It's an old story. Old story that they <laughs> old story that they filled up the tower full of dynamite and blew it to smithereens. That's what we heard. <laughs> and what's this about gold? I keep hearing about gold. Ah, the legends of the gold. Say they they dug up a bunch of gold that they found after they were building a well and became fabulously wealthy, but. It all came to nothing because the madness came soon after. And what about the beast? The the hairy man-like beast? Beast? What about, I don't what know about those about beast. No? There's no beasts in Dunval? Nah, but there's a curse. Don't go near that place in the dark. Is it possible the curse could be maybe tied to the gold or something? Who can say, Lassie? Who can say? I'll lean, lean over to Abigail and say, it's very possible, yes. Curses are oftentimes attributed to uh, large sums of money, treasure, things of the like. You've heard often not to go there in the dark. Is there a reason, my friend? Who knows what evil lurks there, you know? Best just not to, not to chance it. Can I roll like a psychology or something to see if he's like just hiding something or he's just uh, talking out of his rear. Sure. You know, Doc, they say that it's uh, bad luck to walk under a ladder as well. You know why that is? Because you get, might get paint dropped on your head. That, 
That is true. Uh, 59 over 70, so success. Seems like an old man telling stories. <laughs> is, Fair enough. Is there anyone in this tavern that looked like this inn that looks... So the general store, aren't we? Irritated. You're in the general store, right? Yeah, we're in okay. the general store. Yeah. I thought it was like the food place. Never mind. I guess does anybody? I guess this is. I guess it's just been a general question. I've been wondering. Nobody around the town seems irritated. We're here, though, right? No, they're not irritated. Everyone seems fact, pretty friendly. Yeah, they seem fairly friendly. Okay. Uh, certainly, when you want to, you know, they're not giving you the stairs when you walk in, and they're. And they're talking to you. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, with ruins, they're they're probably used to tourists showing up every once in a while. And they probably enjoy that. They're pretty hard, out of the way as it brings money in. I mean, you're gonna buy something. Are you gonna buy something at the general store, or are you just <laughs> in here to look? Well, we're, we're looking to get lamps and and things like that. On that note, as I mentioned. You know, we're interested in the McDougals. My friend, Gordon, actually visited recently. Um, has there been any other un unusual visitors in town? Coming into general or uh, uh, Salesmen know, uh, show up every once in a while. And a salesman? Not really. Out oh, here? Yeah. Sure, yeah. they got to sell, sell whatever they're selling. Uh, I see, we see strangers, you know, every once in a while. Not a lot. You're actually kind of a big group. As I said, we're here um, on behalf of our friend, uh, one of the McDougals, actually. But you don't look like you're all in the same family. Are you all McDougals? Oh, no, we're just good friends. Well, then you don't have anything to worry about, do you? Um, what would you mean by, by that, per se? Well, you can't get the McDougal curse if you're not the McDougal. Fair enough. And you say you're visiting the McDougal here. I didn't know there was one here. But he's, he's... he's our friend. Uh, he's actually he's in, been staying at the local inn we're also staying at. Ah. Has he gone stark raven mad yet? Has he, he lost gets... a finger? He has, in fact, actually. What? Yeah, That's, I mean, as small as this town is, I think you'd have heard him screaming. He's been up there he's all been, week. He's been moaning for about last five days without a finger. Lord, help us all. The McDougal's in town that's lost a finger. Maybe the legends are true. Maybe there is a curse. Thanks be to God you're not a McDougal. Does that mean the, the uh, gold could also be real? I don't know. People have gone up there occasionally looking around to see if they can find gold. Nobody's ever found anything. But nobody goes up there and disappears, right? Who can say? I mean, uh, if a stranger comes into town and wanders up there and disappears, who's going to know? No local children, nothing like that. No, children don't go up there at night. None of us go up there in the dark. We wouldn't, we're not crazy. I mean, you could just trip and fall and hit your head and die. Mm. On that note, I, I kind of pull Virgil aside and whisper to him, Hey, uh, Virgil, <clears throat> on that note, Lloyd, Lloyd and I are coming out here tonight. You want to come with us? 
We're out there to the tower. Are we? Are we bringing the whiskey? Uh, I'm like, I, I kind of get really quiet. <laughs> like, uh, we were thinking of, we were thinking about gas lamps actually, but uh, oh, 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 you actually you know. want to work? I see. Okay, yeah, no, I'll, I'll come. Yeah, <laughs> we can bring whiskey too. I would like you all to do spot hidden points. Spot hidden. As you guys are in Ooh. the general store. No. Gonna uh, pass. I hate spot hidden. 90. <laughs> oh, boy. I I rolled a 22 out of a 65. I 22 well. out of 65, did you say? Yep. Oh, I spot hidden as a 65. So that's really good. I rolled a 31 and failed. Um, so Abigail, as you're listening to this, and you're sort of wandering around looking at their, their stuff, there's a, a little stand um, towards the, you know, near the, not too far from the door, uh, with newspapers on it. And you can see that uh, they don't have a local newspaper here. They use the, ha- the, the Halhane Herald. Uh, which is the, the town about 10 miles from here. But something catches your eye. One of the articles, um, let's assume you pull out a nickel and get one of the, the newspapers and you look at it. And this is what an article you see. It's not on the first page. I mean, it's not on the the front, but it's, you know, it's, it's there where you can see it. Um, from the Halheim Herald, uh, missing fingers, police are, ba- are baffled by a number of bizarre assaults that have taken place in the last few weeks. Four local women have had one of their fingers removed. Miss Carla Camshon has told reporters that she was assaulted by a man. While she lay unconscious, he apparently removed her left ring finger, then carefully bandaged it up. When she regained consciousness, she was alone in the back alley of Halheim, not far from where she had met the man. She remembers very little and could not offer the police a description of her assailant. Similarly, Miss Amelia Glass, <laughs> Margaret McAndra, and Moria Singular were similarly assaulted and deprived one of their digits. Most of these assailants took place in and around the Pestle District an area notorious for its ladies of the evening. Police have added a second patrol of the area. And she points that out to all of you. Hi. Maybe we want to kill some time in Holheim and visit those uh, ladies of the night. That uh, man was speaking to us back at the uh, the diner. Visit. Well, um, Whoring <laughs> definitely sounds better than mucking around uh, those, that dark tower in the middle of the night. Um, if you're going to go visit these ladies of the night, would you mind terribly going without me? I'm not too comfortable with this. I lass. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll pass on the ladies of the night with missing fingers. Uh, you guys can I, I, that. I, I highly doubt we're there for pleasure and more for business, although in their case... <laughs> I'm fluent. Business, of course. But, but they are not McDougals. Ah, oh, no, that, it means that, that we're is, vulnerable too. That is concerning. Yeah. 
Perhaps, well, perhaps a spiteful, oh. perhaps a spiteful McDougal wants to inflict this curse upon other people. But now it sounds like she was she wasn't even at the ruins. She was just in her house sleeping, and this thing came up and took her finger off. Well, we need to go back for the car, anyways. So perhaps. True. With uh, with that revelation, let's take a ten minute break. Um, so you've just found you're still standing at the um, the general store and uh, Abigail has shown you this article and you realize that uh, some prostitutes four prostitutes have been attacked assaulted and had their fingers removed in Halheim about 10 miles away what's your next move and it's it's did I say it's lunchtime? Yeah, earlier. Yeah. Time. So how recent? How recently was that? <clears throat> just the uh, it's, the, uh, it's yesterday's newspaper. Yesterday's news. Okay. So. Oh wow. Okay. Got it. So that's where we're going, right? Are I, we gonna pick? Are we gonna pick up his car, or are we gonna? We can probably you're, you're find there. someone to drive us there. Are we all going? There. There is a bus that runs between Halheim and Dunfall that goes out a couple times a day. So it's in the middle of the day, the bus is probably available. I see. Like, like I had said, I'm not going to be going out to go visit the prostitutes or anything. Oh, no, we're, we're, yeah. we're, inve- we're investigating. We're not, we're not, you know. I kind of wanted to go visit the ruins. I, it just, to me, it just generally sounds interesting. Wasn't too much there. I mean, I know, but it sounds cool. Like, because I haven't seen it. You got what well, you guys said. I'm going out of, out, of, out of character. If it looked like that, I would totally go look at that. That thing looks badass. I don't know what you're talking about. So, if Virgil and Abigail are going to stay in town, you guys can go look at the, the ruins if you want to, while the other three go to get the car and to check out yeah it's afternoon right that's that's what i was thinking if abigail's gonna stay but if we were all going i would just say we'd all go which we're not okay (laughs) all right (laughs) so eventually the bus shows up and uh since uh, if i'm assuming correctly xander lloyd and dr uh sapien are heading towards town uh dr sapien do an idea roll which is uh knowledge I also think Virgil doesn't want to take bus. I think that's just it. He just doesn't like public transit. Twenty-nine over um, sixty-five, so that would be R sixty-five. So, um, just it, it dawns on you as you are in the bus going towards Halheim that um, the doctor also is there, who patched up. Uh, Gordon. Gentlemen, while we're in Halheim, perhaps a conversation with the doctor who took care of Gordon would Yeah, I'd like to know about the wounds, the injury that that Gordon sustained, if it was, you know, um, consistent with an animal attack or a human attack or maybe getting his hand stuck in a rock and ripping his own finger off. I mean, there'd be different types of injuries. Even the 1920s, I'm sure they identify that much. So. Absolutely. Well, with all the 
the lasses getting their fingers cut up too. I'm sure we should ask him about those as well. I think uh, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's afternoon, right? I mean, how long does it take to get the Helheim? It's 10 miles. It's 15 minutes. Almost. 15 minutes. So, yeah, we better off waiting until a little bit later in the day before we go talking to the uh, prostitutes themselves. <laughs> Lady yeah. of the night. So, let's go talk to the doc <clears throat> first. Good call, right. Dr. Sabian. So, you guys are off towards Halcyon. <clears throat> um, Abigail and Virgil are going to walk over to the ruins and look around. Um, describe what you're doing. Are you just going to go up and stand there and look? Or are you going to walk around them? I wanted to bring a flashlight and maybe look around just okay. a little bit. I you don't need a flashlight right now. but uh, Well, I mean, when they kind of the- described it, they mentioned that like there's rocks everywhere. So I'm thinking right. like I'm going to be looking. Okay. A part of me, a part of me deep down thinks I'm going to find this finger up there. Just a part of me. Okay. And Abigail, the same thing? Uh, I'm going to pull out my... Um... Your binoculars. Okay. Yeah, my binoculars. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look around with those, kind of look up high, down low, see if, you know, I can spot anything interesting that kind of bears more investigation. Or okay. Like so I'd like the, the two of you to do spot hidden rolls. Failure at a seventy-five. Oh, uh, wow! I've got I got a straight ten. Oh, very nice. nice. All right, so you guys are walking around. Maybe for about an hour, you guys are exploring and looking at stuff. And uh, Virgil, you you don't find anything. They're interesting. Uh, you do notice that they're that that like like they said, stuff doesn't seem to grow. Um, in the middle of this, and it's it's pretty piled up, and there are places where there's you know the the rock is a little bit slippery and slick just from uh, moss growing on it and so forth. And Abigail, as you're looking around with your binoculars, you're you're looking up at the higher points, and you're not really seeing anything. But there's comes a point where you're getting you know a little bit tired walking around these things. You have to climb over some of the rocks. And uh, you decide to take a bit of a rest, and you sort of uh, lean on one of the rocks, and you're you've, you've dropped your you haven't dropped them, you've just brought them down, and you're looking over, and you see a couple of rocks, a couple of stones, that definitely look like they have stains on them. Um, when you look closer, you're pretty sure that it's dried blood. Virgil, model, Virgil, model Virgil come here. Virgil, can you hear me? I, I I stop looking for a finger and like, oh, did you did you find the finger? Abigail, did you find it? Finger? This, this is dried blood. Why are you looking specifically for a finger? It's like the whole reason we came here. I'll, I'll like I'll stop yelling and actually like make my way over. Okay. So you come um, over and you can see that there are definitely places of blood staining on the rocks. Um, your assumption is this might be where he lost the finger. Hey, Abigail. Yeah. I have an idea. I think this is where he may have lost his finger. Just a thought. 
I don't know if I really want to actually find this or not. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if I actually want to encounter this dismembered finger. Fair, fair. I mean, aren't you the scientist? Where's your sense of adventure and scientific? I, I, don't, I don't like old buildings, <laughs> not random chopped off body parts. What kind of a scientist are you? <laughs> so, because Virgil keeps talking about chopped off body parts, <laughs> and uh, I, I think I would also like you both to do sanity rolls because you've seen this. Okay splattered blood on the rock. What dice would I roll for the sanity the roll? Same. The it's still it's still percentages. Okay. Fifty five. I have a sixty eight. I and what yeah, and I'm, what's your score? What's your sanity? What's the base? Uh, my sanity is uh forty five. My sanity is uh, fifty. Okay. And mine's mine's sixty. Well, actually, forty-five. So you bad. both you both failed. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, you're a little distressed about seeing the blood, so just lose one point of sanity in the process. Okay. Um, but Abigail, you've got a really good spot hidden hole. Um, you start to notice something else uh, because Virgil keeps talking about a severed body part, which kind of forces you to look downwards. Um, what you notice is that there are footprints uh, in the dirt here, and you're pretty sure that although some of the footprints are definitely a man's dress shoe, there are also a couple of footprints that look like a lady's high heel. Maybe a boot? No, it looks like a high heel. High, There's definitely a stiletto heel there. Okay. Hey Virgil, you notice these these footprints right here? It looks like maybe a man, a man's type of dress shoe, and maybe he had a he had a lady with him. Does like I guess I looked down as I was looking up. To <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I guess. I mean, does it look like the man's? running away like ah as if someone was running like they got their finger bitten nope, off that they don't look like they were running it's like they were just in the area the women's shoes look kind of odd um they seem more random as if if the person wasn't walking maybe okay. they stood there you don't see a trail going away of the woman's footprints, but you definitely see the man's footprint just walking. It looks like he came from the road up to here and then back again. Okay. It almost gives you the impression that the woman was set down here. Mate, it's almost like you say high heels, and it obviously looks like someone was walking around, or is it just? It looks like the man was walking around. It looks like okay, okay. the woman was not. Could this have to do with your missing uh, digit? I mean, maybe. Maybe somebody came and collected it after he lost it, but it's also been—it's been a week. Remember, like. 
anybody could have been up here while in that time. Tourists, I mean... And I guess, I mean, but I guess that doesn't explain the blood. Like, if that's blood, it's been up here for a while. Like, if that's his blood? I don't know. I mean, so there I can't really someone see. else going around with a missing finger as well. Exactly. It might be some like somebody else might have come here. Ah. I'm just yeah, I don't know. It's a bit perplexing. So I'll jump to I the other. There's oh, go ahead. And there's nothing nobody else here with us, obviously. It's just no. quiet, empty fields. I guess we should so, probably head back. I agree. Alright, so we jump to the others. It takes you 15 minutes to get to Halhane. Um, the bus stops in the middle of the town. Now, this this got a little bit more stuff in, in this town. Um, so there's a, there's not only a general store and a couple of diners, but, you know, there's a gas station. And there's uh, You find the place where they, they put your car and you're able to retrieve your car pretty simply. And so what do you want to do? You said you were going to visit the doctor? I think doctor first and then okay. the And we're going to do that? So you don't know exactly where the doctor is, except that it doesn't take you much driving up and down one street and another uh, to see the doctor's office. Um, and you can see on the door it is uh, Dr. Roy McTavish. And it looks like it was a house at one point that's been sort of converted into a little doctor's office. Little flowers growing outside. Um, so you park your car, you walk up, and the front door is, it's not open, but it's not locked. So you just walk inside. And inside, like I say, the house has been kind of converted. So you step inside and there is a little waiting room. There are maybe two people sitting in there and uh, you can hear some noise coming from somewhere in the building. You think the doctor is probably talking to somebody. Uh, you can't really hear what he's saying because it's through the walls, but uh, what do you do? I say we be polite and get in line. Like a receptionist or? There, there's a little window um, and a bell. You ring the bell. Um, it takes a second, but a nurse comes over and she opens it up and she says, uh, fill out these forms and uh, we'll get to you in a few minutes. Uh, nurse, we're actually here on behalf of a previous patient of the doctors, a Mr. Gordon McDougall. You, and you want to talk to the doctor? Correct. I am Mr. McDougall's physician. All and right. then I'll be medical jargon out at her. The, the doctor's with the patient right now. It's going to be at least uh, 15 minutes. And uh, it's going to be a long discussion because he's got other patients. I, I don't expect it to be long. All right. I'll tell the doctor. <clears throat> so she goes. 15 minutes or so come and uh, a door into the reception area opens and an old an elderly lady uh, comes out and right behind her is who you assume is Dr. Uh, Roy McTavish. He looks like he's in his early 60s. 
And he's like, now you've got to lay off the sweets. You understand? Or you're going to lose those feet. And uh, she's like, yes, doctor. And he, he sort of walks her to the door and opens it for her and goes out. And he says, uh, he turns to the receptionist. He's like, who's next? Uh, these gentlemen would like to speak to you for a moment. And he says, uh, okay. Uh, what's what's the problem? So I walk up and shakes, um, you know, with my, you know, hand stretched to shake his hand. Dr. McTavish, Dr. Clarion Sapien. I am the physician for Mr. McDougall, who I believe you treated. McDougall, the guy with the missing finger. Absolutely. I would like um, to understand a bit more about he, the situation. He, he looks at the other patients in the in the room and he says, I'll be with you in just a few moments. And uh, he says, please come into my office. All right, and then so we all go in. Yeah. And um, then I'm in like medical doctor mode, so. Right. Um, what, what, yeah, I, uh, there's certain personal information I can't give out, but what are you, what are you looking for? Well, I am Mr. McDougall's uh, personal physician, so I'm sure there are things we can't talk about. I would of just course. like to understand a, a bit more about what happened. I'm hearing something about an accident, missing digits, and uh, I understand that's not uncommon. Around well, here, there, around there seems to be a kind of run on that uh, that accident currently. Um, he says, but Mr. McDougall came in. Um, uh, there was a gentleman with him said that he had uh, injured himself, uh, uh, torn off or broken off a finger. Um, looked like a fairly clean cut. Uh, By and, uh, an instrument or what do the... Uh, well... You know? The gentleman said that it got bitten off, and uh, it would take a, a fairly a strong amount of mouth, uh, jaw strength, to literally snap somebody's finger off like that. But the clean, the, the the cut was clean enough that it could have been something like that. Maybe a a pair of uh, cutters or something mm. would have clean cut it off as well. Uh, so didn't look like you're not on. Or it didn't look like it was sliced with a knife. Didn't look like it could have been ripped off or nothing. Well, it didn't have really that much in the in the way of torn uh, torn skin or tissue. Uh, it was a fairly clean cut. It was uh, I cleaned it and uh, stitched it up. Uh, but uh, the, the newspaper says there's some sort of maniac going around. Yes, you mentioned that, um, you know, this is not uncommon. I understand. Even well, uh, I've, I've had a few of the ladies, uh, uh, you know, them type of ladies. Uh, mm. uh, newspaper says that they were assaulted. So maybe there's some sort of maniac. Were uh, you of course, not the one who treated them? Oh, I was. Yes. Ah. Do the wounds yeah. appear similar? Yeah, very similar. In fact, huh. um, they said it was some gentleman who had uh, done this to him, to them. Uh, but that was that was a while back, a few weeks, maybe. Um, let's see. Uh, that was <clears throat> that was before Gordon McDougall's incident. Well, the first the first one on my records is a Miss Moira Singlier, uh, one of the ladies. Uh, I was back on June 3rd. 
that happened. And it uh, seemed like uh, two or three, four days after that, another one, and then another one, and then another one. Uh, Mr. McDougal's, uh, the last one to have shown up was such a weird Nearly a week ago? Yeah. So, so nothing before Moira, uh, at least from this town, that you have heard of missing fingers or cut fingers? But there was another fellow. Another fellow with a missing finger? Yeah, there was another fellow way a while back. Um, let me check my uh, records. Is it always it was... the same finger? Uh, no, finger? Uh, not always the same finger. Um, uh, I don't find the paperwork for this fella. I, he did come in. I do recall him uh, being injured. Uh, I, it was a little bit after hours. Um, he was a rather tall fella. Um, blonde hair. Uh, Not local then, I'm guessing. Uh, well, he didn't look like a local. Uh, he was rather well-dressed. Um, but uh, I patched him up, and he paid me in cash. But uh, he didn't give me his name. You don't collect the names of your patients for your records? Well, normally my nurse does that for me. Uh, but uh, like I said, it was a bit after hours. And I didn't really consider that end of it. Uh, and he didn't look like did a he, local. Did he tell you what happened to his finger? Um, uh, no, not that I recall. He didn't say some man attacked him or... He said an accident. by a dog. No. Uh, it was a while back. Um, how is Mr. McDougal doing? The phantom pain appears to be persisting. Which is really? unusual. He complained about that time. when I was when I was working on him. He complained about that. Absolutely, and it exhibits unexpected behaviors. He mentions feeling gnawing and biting, as opposed to mere itching or or, or discomfort that we come to expect from phantom pain. I tried to explain to him about phantom pain, but he seemed to think it was something more. Now, of course, I haven't had any follow-up on the ladies, but uh, then they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't. Uh, it's not like they're, they're charity cases. Obviously, they're not uh, regular. Don't worry. I'll be, I'll be making a donation to them very soon. Multiple <laughs> donations, very likely. Did they mention any similar phantom pains that you recall? Like I say, I haven't had any follow-up on any of them. Uh, those women are pretty hardy. But they all said that they were attacked much by a man. All of them said it was a, a man, yeah. All four of them? Um, as I recall, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. the news, I get most, a lot of that from the newspaper. Um, they're a little dis... They're, they're not exactly the most trusting ladies uh, towards anyone in authority, so... Yeah, of course. But, uh... All right, well, thanks. Is there anything I else know. I can help you with? Uh, thank you, Doctor. 
And so you leave there, and it's uh... actually there's there's one thing, Doc. Um, I get this really bad lower back pain and uh, spasms a lot, cramps. It's very very uncomfortable. Uh, do you have anything for that? Um, where is your? You know, I have to do a complete examination on you. Oh, geez, I don't have time for that. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to bother you. You have other patients to see, but uh, you don't have anything else in the meantime. Just uh, I pull out like twenty bucks. Uh no, son. I can't. I can't do that without uh, examining. All right. No. All right. I'll just leave then. All right. Dejectedly. All right. That's a so very useful for rituals. You don't understand. What uh, What do you want to do next? Well, gentlemen, it, it appears there's a pattern in our case. Hi, you know, I, I think we should definitely pay those ladies a visit when the hours get a bit darker. In the meantime, I say we get some food and uh, maybe over some haggis, see if the uh, any of the employees can say us any more about it. Blonde-haired man in a suit that's not from around these parts they saw a while back. Per, per, perhaps talking to the ladies outside <laughs> the working hours <laughs> might be a good idea so you don't it, it interfere with their business. Well, the After newspaper hours. article did give you the area that they're in. Gave us the area and their names. I have their names written down. Yeah. So we can are using we can speak to them specifically. Yeah, like so, Doctor Doctor Sapien. You should have brought Virgil. He's got all the money. I I got some. Do you? I got a little bit. Doctor uh, right. Sapien's suggestion that you visit the ladies of the evening before the evening, so that you don't interfere in their business, uh, as they might be busy. Um, mm-hmm. You, you drive over into that area, and in fact, uh, you do identify a number of uh, houses that are probably associated yeah. with uh, the ladies. Uh, and you see them in the yard hanging up laundry, uh, mm-hmm. doing things like that this time of day. It's very risky. As they say in the States, cat houses. Hmm. I'm afraid, gentlemen, this conversation might be outside my expertise. Ah, That's all right, Doc. Don't worry. Lloyd and I'll, uh, we got you covered. So I just tag along behind them. So, what are the names there, Lloyd? We've got uh, Moira. I remember. Morris Sinclair, Margaret McAndra, Emily Glass. Margo, it's it's Margo. Margo. There's a Moira uh, and a Margo. Moira and a Margo, yep. We should, uh... yeah, right. I guess we'll, we'll we'll spend some money, is all that needs to be said, and, and, and try to find these girls. So you see this woman <laughs> hanging up her dainties. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were making it rain. Okay. Aye, lass. Uh, come back in the evening. What do you all think? Right. I have I have all day for you. I'm gonna show out like my PI like business card or whatever, and just be like, 
Nah, I just got a few questions for you. Have you now? Yeah. Would you happen to be or know any of these ladies? And I'm going to list out the four names. Now, what just... makes you think that I'd want to talk to anybody associated with the police? I'm not with the police. But you're a private investigator. Well, maybe so. I'm not trying to cause any trouble here, Lass, but I want this to not be as rough as possible. Can I try and intimidate? Oh, oh, oh. oh. I don't know if I'm doing the right accent, but it's sticking. <laughs> it's <laughs> one. So what do you want to know? I just want to ask about some of those uh, finger injuries, because I've been noticing a pattern here, me and my yeah. associates. You notice that one of her fingers is missing. Mm. She says, ah, you're, you're looking for the fella that uh, assaulted me and my ladies. I just have a thing for nine-fingered horse. <laughs> Do you now? <laughs> and Sorry. I have a thing for 11-fingered men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you want to ask? 10% discount. Where were you when this happened? So she explains that this is their area. So basically they're wandering around. She says, so uh, it's kind of shady because some of the gentlemen, they don't want anybody to know that they're visiting us. Mm -hmm. So I was back here in the alley and uh, this gentleman came up. Now it was kind of shadowed, so I didn't see him very well, uh, but I could tell that he was a, a, a tall man, a big man. Um, I guessed that he was not a very young man, but not a very old man. And he was quite friendly. He had a nice uh, speaking voice. Uh, and I could tell that he was dressed in good clothing. And uh, he leaned in to, to tell me what he was interested in. And the next thing I know, I wake up uh, in the alley, uh, not too far, maybe uh, maybe just a hundred feet farther on. And uh, I was uh, leaned up against a wall, sitting on the floor, on the ground, and my hand was all bandaged up. So he must have chloroformed me or something. Um, and about uh, uh, an hour, had gone past. And that's all I remember. And the girls will say the same thing. We're mm. a little bit afraid, you know, but we still did, have to earn he, a living. Did he have blonde hair? I couldn't tell in the dark. But he wasn't bald. Definitely he had hair. He was dressed in nice clothes, eh? I'd say they were pretty good clothes. He was dressed in a suit like you are. Back with the description from the doctor, I know he described him as blonde haired in a suit and didn't like he was from here. Did he mention being tall in the description of that? I don't remember. Yeah. Yes. He did. Okay. Yes. Yes. I remember. Mm. Thank you, ma'am. Have you heard, ma'am, of other ladies 
of your trade also running into this problem beyond the the the, the, the four? No, it all started on uh, the June third. Nothing before that. Nobody's ever. This is crazy. Have you been experiencing much in the way of phantom pain? Still feeling your finger? I heard something awful. I'm gonna psychology or or psychoanalyze her because she seems a lot more calm than. Um, she she boring. seemed shocked when he asked that. You know, like she didn't expect anybody to care, but um, after discussing it with her see she doesn't really know what it feels like to have a finger cut off mm. and she's used to being mistreated so Aye. it's just deal with it you know it it hurts terrible wakes me up in the middle of the night but what can you do i am so sorry yeah that's quite uh quite terrible lass i'm sorry that you have to, to deal with that well i'm wondering asking. when it's going to stop but it uh it hasn't stopped it seems to be getting it doesn't seem to be getting worse maybe it's getting a little better i'm just trying to ignore it as much as possible if yeah. there's stop it we will i am so sorry you heard from the other lasses if they're experiencing something similar and if not yeah they are so we just figured that that's the way it's supposed to feel. Very interesting, lads. So we'll assume that you finish with her. She doesn't have anything else. Um, and you head back in your car this time. Uh, back to Dunvald. Where you meet up with your other friends. And we'll say that it's about 4 p.m. at this point. Hi, Abigail. Virgil. You find anything interesting up there? Um, would you like to let them know or would you rather I explain it? Considering you found it, you should do the honor. Well, there was some dried blood we found on some rocks at the site as well as a set of footprints seeming to seeming to belong to a man looking like maybe dress dress type shoes as well as a pair of footprints belonging to a woman wearing high heels really now a woman yes you see when we went down back to the old veil just a little bit south of here, Hallhain. We, uh, we spoke to the doctor and uh, some of the gals that were being preyed upon by this supposed maniac. The doctor verified that, that uh, the missing fingers, they, uh, they were clean cuts, none of that rock tearing business. And we also heard, though, before the lady started getting hurt, there was a a blonde-haired man in a suit, not from here. And he was quite tall, but it, it visited him late one night after hours, and he also had a missing finger. The lasses, they've reported, well, 
None of them got a real good look at him because it's shady, see, but well-dressed, tall. And you're saying you saw footprints of uh, what looked like well-dressed shoes and uh, what looked like a high heel. So you think uh, one of the ladies that, that you had heard of or spoke to could have uh, frequented uh, this particular site? Well, uh, they didn't mention actually leaving, but they were mentioning missing an hour. So, could uh, be could have or been, something. They could have been brought out there. Drives out it, there. It almost, it almost seems like... Um, yeah, one of you mentioned this uh, like kind of just offhand comment earlier, just like a wolf man, werewolf, kind of as a joke, but if I, this, this blonde-haired, well-dressed man, maybe he's our, like, Maybe he's been running around like cutting. But he's the missing off. variable right now. And yeah. uh, tell me, Abigail, did it say with the footprints? Did it look like one of them was being carried? Well, it looked I'm like not... the woman was maybe doing what a, a lot of setting down or something. Didn't you think so, Virgil? I, w- I would say yeah, yeah. It looked like she was carried. It seems like our stories align. Oddly enough, like now this this is how I would explain what we saw. At the ruins, honestly, Abigail, because I was dumbfounded. I'm like, well, either this man wearing very nice shoes just took a mannequin up on the hill and put her down for a second and then picked her up and took her back. But no, I agree with this story now, honestly. It, it seems to fit together. Mm-hmm. We're going to those ruins tonight, lads and lass. Cool. I'll bring my gun. Aye, same here. <laughs> Get out the old skeet shooter. Per, per, perhaps that is a bit rash without any equipment or light or, or anything like that. Oh, we've got a lot of that. Oh, yeah, we went to the general store and we bought like the lights, the lanterns and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's no okay. no cops in Duval anyway. And they do have flashlights in this day, although they're the big. Big, big bulky one. Like the big lamp sort of thing? Yeah. Like Genuine old lanterns. Flashlights. You can get a bunch of torches. Yeah, torches or like kerosene lamps. Yeah. Gas lamps. <clears throat> That'd be a good idea. I'm only bringing a gun because people are getting their fingers taken off. Bring some food from the end. Just get something wrapped up. Plus, I'm sure it's not unusual for people to go hunting out there. And it's um, it's four. It's still four, right? Or are we just kind of right? Yeah, yeah. We're planning for the evening. Yeah, we got to get some dinner. I do think we should go to the inn and actually ask around. Right. Some of the I agree. Because they, they, they should all they they seen this blonde individual. Well, also, I want to know maybe if they have any legends or stories because everyone we've talked to doesn't really know, but they said the farmers who've been working this land for generations they probably have some good stories well something did pique my interest as well they say that most people don't go out there at night because it's dangerous so if there is someone going out into the ruins in the middle of the night who's going to see him which means that this whoever this person is that's probably exactly when they're going out there is when there's going to be the least number of people to spot him and and i think those warnings happen for a reason a, 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 a sander mentioned with the ladder and not walking under it 
there's probably or there were probably reasons to avoid that part of town after dark. Perhaps the farmers might know. Once I, upon. If anything like the reasons back at that damn lock find, then I think we're going to be getting one hell of an adventure. One day we'll find that thing, my friend. One day we will find that thing. Oh, say. Okay, so... We'll find where all these fingers are going, honestly. (laughs) Alright, so your next move. Uh, the inn. Okay, you're going back into the inn? We're always always hungry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You guys just Uh, want to go... You go back into the inn, and at this time of day, there are a few people in there eating. Um, Also, you, you now are meeting, uh, uh, Samuel is there, but also his wife, Lucy, is there. And they're, you know, serving people and they're, you know, nobody's checking in right now. Uh, so they're just making themselves busy, cleaning up and making okay. sure everybody's well fed. Um, but you guys know your way around. You're given a hello recognition that you're here. And can we ask Samuel, can you ask Samuel and Lucy about a tall, blonde, well-dressed man? And, and whether they recognize uh, a guest like that uh, hereabouts? I, we don't get a lot of guests, but uh, you're talking about a, a, a tall fella with um, blonde hair, nicely nicely dressed. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'd say um, maybe late May or so. I think we had a visitor. Um, late May. Uh, 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 you can check the uh, the register. That's a while back, isn't it? Uh, the, the, the girls lost their fingers early June. Yeah, they did. June 3rd was the first of the ladies. Well, you can check the signing sheet. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that for, you know, late May, early June time frame. Uh, that starts, we're starting to get a timeline. You, uh, you look in there and you see a signature on May 29th for uh, Sean Bannerman. Uh, he's a salesman of some sort. If I look uh, back the register, do I see a similar name at different like times? Uh, June June second, he's gone. Okay, but not like before that, like April or March or, or earlier no. in the year. Okay. Um, if if you see signatures and things for people before that, they lead you to believe that you know it's like a man and a wife. Or a man and their kids, and so you don't think it's them. But this, this Sean Bannerman, right about that time. Oh, oh. it it, it appears, lady and gentlemen, a Sean Bannerman salesman, perhaps the one we heard about in the general store, um, is the tall man we are looking for. Aye, and the. The proprietors confirmed that they, they think he was blonde. Yeah. And he hasn't been around since June 2nd. What's the date today again? 22nd now. 22nd, right. Three weeks ago, nearly. So we're going to uh, start eating and then uh, mingle with the locals, ask them about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
So you don't I guess... really get anything more from the locals than what you've already got. You get repetition of the same stories that the McDougals were cursed, that they were crazy, that they uh, they seem to have lost their minds, they mutilated themselves. Uh, at least that's what the story says, is that they mutilated themselves. And then they all died, and one of them left and went to the United States. If we go up and check on Gordon and David, do they seem the same, or, or has the situation evolved? Uh, pretty much the same. I mean, a little bit more, but nothing's changed with Gordon. He's still convinced, and uh, David's trying very hard to comfort him, but uh, he wants to know the progress. Have you found anything? Have you have you found anything? Gordon, my friend, I, I think we are onto something. We, we've heard of other victims who, like you, lost their finger and, and, and can still feel things. You are not going crazy, my friend. And then like, tap on the shoulder, reassure him, we will, we will find out what's happening. David, and I'm not crazy. This not is real. Crazy. No, you are not going, David. This is real. And I'm trying to you see, David. I'm not crazy. I'm not. Of course, you're not crazy. And uh, David gives you a look, kind of like. Better not just be saying that. <laughs> I look at him. I say, "Listen, David. We're gonna nail this finger biter. You watch. We think we have a name." Well, Lloyd's going to nail him. I'm just going to write the story about it afterwards. I, so, I, I stayed downstairs, and I was going to go up to the... Uh, I was going to place an order and just buy everyone in the town, like everyone in the the inn around, just before... Just kind of like tie everything off and make sure they like get, us. You get cheers, yeah. Nice. Um, there's, there's two things, though, that do sort of come out. One is... The area up near the ruins is treacherous at night, and there's no there's no street light, so it's pitch black. Um, but you also get you, you don't it, it doesn't feel completely sincere because the the reaction they give is you're like nobody's got any business going up there in the dark, you know. They're just asking for something tor- horrible to happen, so they seem to believe that there's something bad up there but they won't vocalize it you know that doesn't mean that they know what's going on it's just you know they're superstitious they have they have a it, it's almost is it's not like something they're trying to hide it's just they have this everyone right. is always just not gone up there like it's like oh don't go up there my mom told me not to her mom told you, her not to and if you guys mention anything about people being attacked or getting bitten um, they don't give you any impression they know about that, but they definitely aren't surprised that something like that would happen. So it's just no good. Don't do it. Best not to ask any questions because God doesn't like that place because it's got to be cursed or whatever. Um, but they have no problem really going up there in the daytime. Because they, they 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 do they do a little bit. They're not really. They have no reason to go up there. Um, tourists go up there. 
so, so, so Abigail and, and Virgil, when you were up there looking at the site, uh, especially you, Abigail, did, did you notice, based on again, your, your experience in archaeology, any locations where old cellars or basements might be? Because that might be where anyone that's hiding would have a place to hide. Well, I know from what I had seen in the past that most places like what you're describing is, are, would have to be somewhere where you're not going to really have a lot of water leaking into a lot of, uh, probably somewhere where there wouldn't be a lot of people going there normally, perhaps. Hmm. Do an archaeology. Sixty-three. Is that a pass? Um, uh, archaeology is no that that was a fail. Archaeology was a twenty-five, and I got a sixty-three. Okay, you could do luck. That's a lot oh. of luck. Oh, that thirty-eight points. Let me let me just oh, say right, that, right, right. that the most you I can mean, tell then is it would have to be within the circle of the tower. Hmm. I mean, to be so. honest with you, coming from another steward of wealth i think i can reflect a little bit they probably did have a basement undoubtedly wine cellar but was probably yeah exactly oh undoubt if they had as much if they had a gold mine that place was probably the ritz they probably had two like a double basement maybe a crypt like we're talking this is the what 1700s they definitely had a crypt somewhere probably underneath too bad we don't know well, where else. Why don't you just take us back and show us where you found those footprints? Aye, mm. let's get some digging equipment. And, and we'll see if uh, we'll see if Lloyd can dig up anything more with his uh, detective skills. You know, you were mentioning uh, possibility of a crypt there, Virgil. And gives oh, me a definitely. bad feeling thinking about it because I remember that our history gave us some insight that the bodies went missing. Uh, it never went missing. I simply remember reading they were desecrated, as if someone had dug them yeah. up and opened them up. Not like they... I imagine they got reburied. But we I could ask. That's a good question to ask. Well, we we to could ask on the way. The store manager. Yeah. Or, or the pastor. Ask, knowing where they're buried might be a good idea, too. Hmm. You are talking about the 1700s, and the pastor gave you the records. There's no other... Yeah. Okay. Oh, nobody's been alive. <laughs> Even the fair, pastor fair. doesn't know. Except well, I just figured says. there'd be like a cemetery somewhere where they had headstones. Well, there's a there's a cemetery all around the church. Oh, but like at, on on the property, like on on the tower property. Well, it's probably. probably I was saying not. crypt. It, a crypt would be underneath. Right. I'm thinking. All right. So, did you see you were going to go back out towards the tower and look at a uh, general stuff? Some General shovels and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shovels, kerosene yeah. lamps. All right. So you, you, well, bring the shotgun you, go to the, bring. you go to the, uh, the general store. You get, you said shovels, rope, uh, mm -hmm. lanterns. Right. So food and drink. Food and drink. Um, you head back up to the hill and you start looking around and Abigail shows you the place where she sees the blood. 
now. Uh, you might not see this clearly, but she knows what ladies' shoes look like, so she can show you the, the definitely, it almost seems as if the woman was placed there and then, because there's no other shoes walking around. Um, I would like you to all do a spot hidden. Ooh, 24. Ooh, 05. Oh, nice. Out of a 70, so that's that's an extreme with margin to spare. All right, 70, 73. Uh, I, have, I, got a, I got a 43 out of a 65. Okay. I rolled so almost are, triple my, my spot hidden roll. You guys are all uh, walking about and uh, you're kind of realizing that if there was a basement or something like that, it would have to be within the circle of the tower because most of this has been blasted out. So you're making your way towards the center. And uh, Lloyd, uh, there comes a point where you sort of are climbing up and over some of the rubble and sliding down a bit. And when you hit the gray, you're still on the ground. Uh, you hit the ground, you notice that over a little bit to the side in a place where a few of these stones have come, you know, sort of made a pile, that there is a hole going down into the ground. And because you've got a really good spot hidden, when you go over it, you definitely can see shoe prints in the, the dirt and that the whole uh that's been dug out oh like um, from down from from outside digging down okay. it's been I, enlarged um, it's been enlarged could i attempt somebody. a track roll to see how recent the footprints are well in the dust yeah maybe within the last week okay okay I just footprints, or do we see like, like sorry, shoe prints, or do we see like footprints, like um, shoe, like animal tracks? Uh, do they match the description of the well dressed shoes that Abigail pointed out. Yeah, they look like they're definitely dress shoes, leather bottoms. Hi, lads. Um, I think we just found our ticket here. Uh, there is uh, an obnoxious, uh, a noxious sort of smell coming out of that hole as well. Uh, Dr. Clarence, do a spot hidden because you asked. 44, and I'm going to burn four points of luck to get a normal success. Okay. Um, you have medical, and you have, I mean, you have general physiology. Um, there's something very strange that doesn't make much sense in amongst the, uh, uh, the few footprints that you see there. Um, you see something that looks, well, a bit like a human footprint, but there's no heel. Uh, it's just toes and maybe a little bit of the ball of the foot, as if somebody were standing on tiptoes. Um, How many toes do I see? 
Well, you're, you you think that there are five toes, but they're kind of odd. They're kind of thin and uh, a bit emaciated looking. They're not they're not full size, um, but like I say, there's no indication of any kind of heel. Um, and you're seeing these around this noxious sort of hole with the smell coming out of it. Now the hole's not huge and you guys have lights and the sun is still out. Um, when you look down at it, it looks like the hole is maybe only two feet wide mm. at the most. And it looks like it goes down at a pretty steep angle, maybe six feet, and then turns sharply forward and you, you can't see any farther. It disappears out of sight. Um, oh, friends, look at these prints next to the hole. These are... That? The, the, it, it, it almost looks like toes, but uh, I, I see no heel. Tom? Hey, hey, Xandor, I think we found your yes. werewolf. With my knowledge of the natural world and the occult, can I make some kind of a roll to see if this footprint rings any bells from anything, any creature or anything in folklore that I've come across? Sure. Okay. I rolled a 24, which would be a normal success for natural world, a hard success for occult. Well... The fact that it's got for folklore. the fact that it's got these five toes. I mean, it definitely would have to be related either to a human or to a dog, or be partly human, or partly human, human dog. When or part-time dog. Dogs, dogs, yeah, dogs don't. Dogs don't have heels, do they? They have. They stand on their tiptoes. Just pause. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think we might have a... Well, no, a wolver has the body of a man, though. So, yeah, it's more of a traditional werewolf, it looks like. Almost. We're not actually going with this, I'm just right, postulating guys? this out. I'm just we're postulating not, this out, out, out loud. Um, hmm. Like, there isn't really a werewolf down there, like, that's been stealing people's fingers. Are so you telling me there's... That's what's happening? You don't think... Like beast missed. of Bodmin Moor. You don't think this could just be someone's pet dog or something that got out here? But the, that's not a dog print. Look, but you can see clear, almost print. Yeah, look at the toes. The toes are human-like. So any one of you that has size 60 or less would be able to squeeze through that hole. Who's the if smallest got, one? If you've got more than 60, you wouldn't first. Uh, I'm size 50. I could probably fit I'm a size I'm, 50 as well. I'm a size, size 40. Ooh. I'm 60, I'm a, damn. You guys size, are going to stuff me I'm down. I'm a size 65, lad, so I'm not following you down. He's there. Oh. You would, you would have to dig to, to make the hole bigger. I so can Abigail, tie ropes around you. Abigail's, Abigail's the smallest. And, and pull you out if anything happens. Whoever's going down there should take me shotgun. No, no, no. Here, take 
this handgun, and I, I give her my handgun because it'll be—it's a nine millimeter pistol. It'll be much more useful in a cave, tunnel, wherever you're going. Why are you doing this exactly? <laughs> I don't understand why I'm doing this exactly. Why, like, I'm, I'm just confused why we're gonna go into the very foul-smelling hole we just found. Well, I, I would. I was down there, don't we? If 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 your character doesn't want to do it, you don't. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? Here's off, the man. thing, guys. If I was, I w if what I'm thinking is that we set up a trap here, we found his home. We wait for night. We set up a trap, and we wait for nightfall. And when he comes out, we get him right there. What Whoever if he's down is. there, if he's down there right now, maybe we should just throw some of this gas down there and uh, start a nice little. Shh, we're not gonna murder no, him. No, no, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> We don't. What if? What if? No, we can't just burn this stuff. We want to find evidence. If it's a farming village, the general store would have bear traps, things like that. We might lay out and, and cover. What around. I thought was we flush him out, but yeah. If there were bears in Scotland, uh, I don't think there were. Like fox. I tell traps. you what. <laughs> I tell you what. You know what? I take I take the rope. I start tying it around my waist. And there's plenty of big rocks that you can tie. That's right. Here, no, no, if, no. If you want to go down one, there. The other end's going to Lloyd. <laughs> Just in case one. He's you gonna, start getting dragged pulling, off, you take him with gonna you. He's going to be pulling me back, yeah. You know, um, Perhaps the shotgun and some... But I got to find out. I got I to gotta, I gotta know what's down there. All right. So. Well, you got to take a gun. Like, I'll give you my... It's just a 9 millimeter. And if you want my 38 or blackjack, feel free. The, 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 the shotgun be, might be better in the enclosed environment. Let me double check, but I, I think I'd be better off with the shotgun. Yeah, I'd be better off with the shotgun. I, I was just saying because it's like it's a tunnel, so it's like it's like, um it's a twelve gauge pump. Oh, I'm only gonna be firing one direction. Right. You know? I know, but when you gotta turn around because something that you fired at comes doesn't like that and comes at you. No more than I don't. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's a, yeah, oh, it's too late. Yeah, I've got. I've got strength 65 and I have a, a damage bonus, so I can probably keep a good <clears throat> good on the other end of the rope, you know? Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll take so, his shotgun, kind of crook it under an arm. And, so definitely uh, only one person at a time. Right. I, I'll hand you the kerosene. I think, I think it's just me. And, right. And so you Sandor. can throw it. Yeah. Just Sandor. Sandor. Yeah. Feet first or head first? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, feet first. Feet first. Because it's only six feet down, and then it opens up, right, and, and moves on. Or does it not it's, look like it opens it's up? It's like a tube. It goes down like that. It's only about two oh, feet. Oh, and it stays the same. And it, it's only two in feet that case, wide, and it curves. And In that case, then I'm, I have to go in face first. So I've got to have the lamp in front of me. The shotgun under my arm just kind of squirming down the Oh, tunnel. that's so... I guess we're tying it to your feet then, or your waist? How, it's how are around you, my waist. <laughs> how are you going to pump the shotgun? No, you throw the lamp, uh, you know, it explodes, and then you. Oh, this is a very, just, very haphazard plan. Well, just I'm assuming, I'm assuming it, has to open up. it has to open up to a chamber somewhere. So, and so if I go insane you, down here, then I'm definitely going to have like claustrophobia, right? So, so because because we have a, a time limit, um, so that you don't keep talking him out of going down the hole. <laughs> Uh, Xander gets down on his hands and knees. You guys hold the rope, and uh, and uh, he slides down. So it's tight, um, 
but it's fairly smooth and dry. Uh, so you're kind of sliding in the, the, the dirt of it. Um, the opening that you go into at f- seemed like it had been widened by somebody with a shovel, whoever mm-hmm. the footprints. But once you're down here, it's it's oddly smooth and uh, but there are definitely some sort of marks as if it was dug out by a claw, whatever. Okay. Uh, but after it turns and it sort of levels out, it only goes about three more feet and then it opens into what you guess because of your light is part of a basement. All right, this um, is what I'm talking about. It's you are at the moment about three feet off the ground, okay. and looking around, what you can see is this at some point was probably a fairly large underground chamber basement. Uh, a lot of it is caved in in places, you can see piles mm-hmm. of rubble, you can okay. see places where dirt's come in. But there are also three tunnels leading out of this. But there's enough room down here where you can't stand up all the way, but you can stand up a little hunkered over. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it smells. It smells very bad. Uh, and there's of course, you're looking into here. you're looking into the darkness uh, of these these tunnels. Um, and there's, you don't hear any noise, but you can hear the guys up, up, up above. Um, so I called back, Hey guys, I found an antechamber with three tunnels. Is there enough room for us to come down? I imagine my voice probably echoes all through here. Well, it's kind of deadened because, you know, it's not, it's not huge, but that's fair. And we hear him is the question. Oh yeah, you can hear him because he's he's literally seven feet away, from like nine feet away or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, how is there room for the rest of us down there? There's... Looks like it. Yeah. 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 Plenty. All right. Except for maybe, except for maybe Lloyd's fat ass. He might need to widen the uh, the entryway a bit. I Before... big bones. <laughs> by, by the way, while we're all doing this, I want to take pictures, like. This whole like I've just been kind of standing back taking pictures of this okay. whole we'll thing happening. documenting the whole thing. Oh yeah, I'm Thanks. having a great time. So who's going down next? Uh, I'll go down next with the lamp and um, Derringer. Uh, head first or feet first? Uh, head first, I guess. Um, you go down. You see exactly the same thing. Right. Down there. Um, uh, and after you. Um. I'll go down and take like head first with my camera and like okay. I'm documenting this whole thing because I'm like this is so cool it's like we're like on a like a safari and like expedition and old and ruins then, and then Abigail do you want to go down or do you want to are you um I'll just I'll go ahead and follow the guys down they've already gone okay. so Lloyd you're the only one left above are you Lighten going to are you going to you're supposed to are you going to attempt to dig out any of it or are you just if everybody else is going down i'm gonna be like hold on i mean go ahead but i'm gonna try and do some digging it might take you a bit you yeah do a do a luck roll because okay you do realize that you might cause a little bit of a cave in 
A 37 out of 60. So you're not cosmic caving, you're being careful. All right. So the four of you are standing there. The smell is really bad. Um, It smells like decay. Um, There's definitely got to be something dead down here. Um, All of you do constitution. Millions and millions of finger bones. It's up on the top. And I get advantage Mm. because I'm used to smelling dead bodies. Yeah, actually, I would say that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, first one is 55, second is 45, let's see. I got a, a, a 93 yeah. out of you, 60. You don't like, you don't like nasty smells. Um, yeah, I'm not having a good time. You're, I'm like, you're feeling pretty nauseous. I, oh, have a, uh, I have a 30 out of 49. Okay. You manage to keep yourself from retching. And Normal. Xander? I rolled a two. Oh, big deal. This is just a smell of spirituality. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you are in this low room. And this this room definitely looks like it was dug out, but not by shovels, by by hands. Okay. Um, It looks also quite a bit unstable in places. Uh, like, you know, moving the rocks over there might cause the whole ceiling to come crashing down. So you've got, as I say, three tunnels leading off. Uh, we'll just call them uh, right tunnel, left tunnel, and central tunnel. Okay. I want to start exploring the right tunnel while he's digging his way down. Because I figured he's going to take a while. I just want to kind of see. I'm not going to go terribly far, but I just want to see what happens if I walk down it a little ways. Okay. Okay. So you start moving the the it narrows to where the passage is and you can see that it gets narrows down to about five feet wide um or i should say the area that you're in is maybe 30 feet by 30 feet Mm -hmm. roughly so it narrows down to about five feet wide and the tunnel is going off into the dark um uh is everybody following or are you just Tell me what you're doing inside the main chamber. Alpha. First, I'd want to get a picture, like, before we all, like, I'm like, hey, wh- where are we all going? Like, all right, you take I'll be back. I'm not going far. I'm just okay. scouting. I mean, we don't want to, like, we don't wanna, like sp- split up yet. I'll follow the others if they all start hitting down the same path. Together. Okay. All right. Um, Xander, you're in the lead. Uh, do a stealth roll. Yeesh. No, I rolled an 80. Okay. So, um, out of 20. Sander, as you uh, are moving along, uh, you 
accidentally kick something that's on the ground. Mm -hmm. And you kick it hard enough to where it sort of clatters forward into the caves. <clears throat> and everybody do listen to this. No chance. No. I'm still digging, right? Yeah, you're digging. 66. No, that's a fail. Abigail. See, I got a 27 out of 20. No, fail. You use luck. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah, you could, you could spend luck. You only use seven points of luck. Yeah. Only could spend seven, yeah. So. If you wanted to. Nothing. You don't hear anything. There's no. You hear the thing sort of clatter ahead, and, uh, and then it stops. Uh, you wait for a moment, and you don't hear anything. Um, you continue? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. You take a few more steps forward. And this time, as you're moving forward, you, you sort of get the sensory impression that something up ahead is moving. Um, you've got your torches, your flashlights, your lantern. Mm -hmm. I got um, a shotgun in one, one hand and lantern in the other. You uh, come around a, a corner and what you suddenly see ahead of you, there are things lying on the floor um, your first impression is that they're sort of gray and peopleish, um, but one of them has definitely gotten up. It must have heard the clattering, and it's starting to move in your direction. What these things look like, they are thin, emaciated, covered in kind of brownish fur. And their heads, instead of being like an animal's head, it's it's kind of oval-shaped. There are no eye sockets or anything like that. But there is a pair of very large, um, human-like, but much larger than human-like teeth uh, on these jaws. And it waves its head sort of back and forth and then it clicks its teeth together click 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 blam uh, you're gonna fire uh, yeah yeah, All right. yeah. probably because i'm not very good oh i rolled a 14 that's a success normal okay. success nice. i actually rolled a double oh four oh um but you're the attacker is that that's a hard? I mean, that's a, an extreme, isn't no, it? No, that's a normal. Well, I can spend okay. luck. I can spend luck. Yeah, you can spend um, luck. To make an extreme success, I would need to spend nine points of luck. I'll spend nine points of luck. Okay. Um, get for and luck. then roll for damage. damage. So, roll uh, there too. this, this is we'll point blank range, I suppose, right? I forgot to consider that. but. No, um, well, you're still about 10 or 15 feet away from it. Yeah, point blank range is like half of my dexterity in yards. Next divided by oh, five. Okay. One, one fifth of my dexterity in yards. Sorry, one fifth of my dexterity in yards. So yeah, it's fine. Um, so let's see. That's forty six plus twenty four plus yeah. 
Wow, I rolled really poorly on the dice. So, 36. Whew. 36. Uh, your bullet hits the head of this thing, which explodes. Oh. <laughs> and How far away are the creatures? Because if it's about, a shotgun, it might get more of them. Well, it's just about 20 feet away, but okay. it's, he's, it's only going to hit the one. Um, uh, its head explodes. Um, and two things are going to happen simultaneously. One is I want everybody to do constitution rolls because the report from that gun is going to deafen you. Yeah. Ooh. Six, 16. Oh, I, I, I so failed that. I failed regular that. Pass. I'm, I'm, 19. I'm fine. I, can't I failed shit. really, really badly. I have a 73. What? <laughs> I got a 73. Yeah. Right. I can't so, hear you. What? So those of you who failed, you have temporary... Uh, you've got tendonitis like insane. Um, you can't hear each other talk or anything. Uh, did you fail, Virgil? I got a 16, so I passed with normal. Success. You passed. So you saw him raise the gun and you went like that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding his pistol up against the side of his head. <laughs> uh, Lloyd, you heard the gun from back there. Um, okay, at the same time, uh, all of you are going to roll sanity rolls, not you, boy. Yeah, just, yeah that was coming. I'm just yelling out, "Hi, you okay?" And I'm I'm digging faster, frantically trying to fit in. I, I, I passed really that. well. <clears throat> okay, if you rolled, if you passed your sanity roll, uh, do a one d four of okay. sanity failure, and if you if you failed it, do a one d eight. I lost sanity. three points of sanity. On a success, I lost three as well. Lost four on the success. I got. I rolled a forty-five out of a forty-nine for sanity. Okay, so you passed. Roll a one d four and take four points of sanity damage, which pretty much means that you scream. <laughs> I, think much like, like, oh, I need a uh, Lloyd not. So Lloyd, you're right. hearing screaming. You're hearing a gunfire, uh, and so you're now. Either digging faster, or you're gonna try to dive. I'm gonna in try and see if I can muscle my win at this point because I'm kind of like frantic. <laughs> um, when that gun goes off, when that thing explodes, um, all yeah. of the other creatures uh, suddenly leap up. Some of them seem to be able to walk up the walls and onto the ceiling. Um, they I forgot to ask how many of them there are. Um, nope, nope. Two left, right? Uh, you couldn't. There was only three, see. right? Right. That we saw. That we saw. See. There, there are six of them. Ooh, there okay. are now five of them. <laughs> right. Okay. 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 Um, I would like you all to do a spot hidden roll. At the same time, uh, that that you you guys are uh, freaking out. Do I get a uh, do I get a bonus die because I'm deaf, so my other senses are heightened? No, <laughs> I didn't think so. I had to try. I failed. Thirty-four out of twenty-five. I, yeah, I, failed. I failed. I got an eighty. You're scared by the monsters. Oh, you guys are all failing so badly. How about you, Xander? Did you Dude, fail? My highest my highest perception skill is thirty. Okay. I'm um, the guy. So <laughs> you now I can burn much to succeed. You see these things now all moving uh, in your direction, and they're they're clicking their teeth as they're they're coming at you. Oh wait, 
you don't know that because you can see they're clicking their teeth, but you can't hear. Oh, it. I can see it. Yeah, I, I can, can hear it, and um, I'm freaking out. How far are they away? How well, far I mean, are they? Am, am I completely deaf at this point? Because I I was yes, it'll, front, it'll wear off twenty feet away from me. Minutes. Um. Uh. Yeah, they're about twenty feet, and they're but they're 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 kind of moving quickly. Uh, Lloyd, um, do a luck roll. Lloyd. Shams. Oh, okay. <laughs> the old Sorry, forget I, my I, was, I was dazed out for a <laughs> quick second there. Um, 57 out of 60. All right. So you kind of dive down that hole to try to get through, and you have to wiggle, um, but you pop out the other end. And at that point, I imagine you see all of them running towards you. I assume that you guys are all running. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. When they run, I'm gonna throw or oh. slam. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm not running. Okay. Oh, you're gonna stand I, there. I, I, I'm gonna shoot again. Okay. I, I don't know anything about guns, so I just assume it's got more bullets. Does it have more bullets? Is it a single shot or is it double um, shot? It should. It. It's a pump, so it's got five in there. Nice. Um, I'm gonna shoot again. Keep right. him in 10 oh, yards and you'll get that. Fight or uh, flight. I have the shotgun. I choose flight. Am I correct that Abigail Everybody and Clarence and Virgil, you're all running back to where Lloyd is? Well, oh, Clarence yeah. wants to throw the kerosene lamp between Xander and, and the things, if possible, to basically create a firewall and, and just like light them up. Because it's a kerosene lamp, right? I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... Oh. Go ahead. Uh, as we're right before we're about to run, I'm gonna like, like go, but I'm gonna take a picture. <laughs> okay. Of this nice. just happening. You I brought my camera. I've been holding it. Nice. Yeah, you I know. Do a luck roll to see if you get a picture of the dirt. And Clarence, yeah. I want you to do a throw roll. Can, can I run closer first? So even if it fails, it doesn't land on Xander. As long as you don't fumble, sure. it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I mean, passed, if, he, if you fumble, you're setting one of us on fire. You're running back to where Lloyd is. Lloyd has just come down the hole. Yeah. All right, so so oh, my God. throw is 20, so this will end well or poorly. <laughs> okay, so oh, I got a 36. I'm going to burn 16 luck to make it succeed. Oh, okay. boy. This is when luck, this is when luck gets burned. Right, I have 40 luck left, I'm fine. Okay. Nice. Um, and Xander, I would like you to fire your gun. Fuck yeah. Um, let's see, you're in point. I'm going to plug my ears right before he does that, because now I know again. I'm going to spend one point of luck to make that a, 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 a an extreme success. I don't think shotguns impale, but that's still max damage. Oh, do they not? No, I think they're the one rifle that doesn't impale. Oh, okay. Well, shit. But I mean, that's still well, 24 Max damage. damage is 24. Yeah, max damage is 24. So I should have only done 24 points to the boss. That's still... You're right. Point. And also, for, for armor purposes, technically, every single die you roll for a shotgun, so if it's 46 is affected by that armor penalty. So if it's, so if it's armor got, two, yeah. Armor one, minus four. Yeah. All right. 
So at the moment that you shoot, did you you, you hit him? Uh, how much damage did you do? Uh, Twenty-four max damage because I, okay. I got a, an extreme success. All right, one more uh, point you hit time. another one. Uh, it uh, you hit it kind of mid mid chest section. You see it blows kind of a hole in the thing. The the creature opens its mouth and sort of screeches, and this horrific noise uh, comes yeah. out. And the other one starts screeching as well. It, I can't uh, hear you. It. Uh, the I guess the only two people that can hear at the moment are Lloyd and Virgil. Um, <laughs> you both have to cover your ears because mm-hmm. it's it's like a knife being driven into your head. I'm still uh, um, a ways back, so would I? It echoes in here. You guys okay, are in enough. Close the space. reverb enough is. The thing about enough. that though is that like if I'm still far enough back that I can't see them, but I can still hear it, I'm not going to be able to know if I have to cover my ears. That's right. Um, so con roll, Doctor Clarence. Yeah, go ahead and do a con roll, uh, Doctor Clarence. You throw the uh, the thing. It hits the ground. It bursts into flame. Um, I'd say at least three of them. Are mm. caught on fire because they're splashed with this stuff, uh, and uh, Xander has just fired his gun. Uh, but these things are now leaping through the flames. They're climbing on the ceiling. Um, they're about to pounce on you guys. It'll make it easier to fact, shoot. They're, right? they're actually hard, uh, hard success on the uh, con roll. And at this point, I've got my blackjack out, and I'm just trying to bolt it in that direction because I've seen Abigail crawl out. But, right. um, but you haven't seen one of the creatures yet. No, but I know something's wrong. Um, so you're running in that And direction. you can definitely hear. You can definitely yeah, I hear, hear gunshots and screaming. <laughs> can, I, can I see any of the creatures where I'm at right now or anything? You can't see them yet, but you know they're coming. And you're at the hole. Uh, uh, so it's their turn. Dr. Clarence, one of them is jumping for you. Uh, you can dodge you can try to fight it uh if i fight it would i be doing brawl or can i just shoot it before it like gets to you'd probably be doing brawl okay let's see what my brawl is um yes you can do with the gun is use it as a melee weapon right exactly so, and fight back yep so my brawl is slightly higher than my dodge so i will do a brawl and try to sort of knock it before it could get to the me. the difference the is time. though remember you yep. need to Get a better success if you're fighting back than if you're oh right right wins ties but fighting brawl you need to get better true yeah. and i will try to dodge out the way um of the flaming faceless monster with a mouth so what's your dodge and what did you roll 20. i need to roll now so okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh uh 92 so okay. yeah <laughs> um and i got a, i actually got a heart okay so, so the thing comes flying through the flames and it has long claw-like fingers mm-hmm. as it's leaping there's there's a moment in the in the in the the, the, the torchlight do a spot hidden ooh 30 over what do i have spot hidden okay so normal success okay in that split second you notice two things one is the creatures are missing one finger okay. and two the finger that's missing has an ornate ring 
on it, on the stub. Okay. okay, I'm gonna yell out nine fingers as it's coming down on me. Nine fingers! I can't, I can't hear you. It, it comes <laughs> down on you. It pounces on you. you. It it doesn't weigh very much. Oh, okay. You know, only a few pounds. But as it as it sort of lands on you and grapples you, you can feel it sort of try to wrap itself a bit around you as it goes. But it's it's grabbing your upper arm, and then your elbow, and no, then man. your hand, and then it's attempting to bite one of your fingers okay. off. Not yet. Which it got a double up to. Oh! So <laughs> it bites one of your fingers clean off. Okay. Um, it was nice knowing okay. you. I'll shoot in the most manly way possible. Uh, that, Xander, uh, you're still there. What are you going to do? All right, that one's biting his finger off. I've shot two of them. There's a couple more on fire, and there's one, I think, somewhere that hasn't been lit on yeah. fire yet, correct? Yeah, uh, and actually, I forgot. It's still that thing's turn, so you're there, so, so it's going to leave. The, the one that didn't That's get fair. lit on fire is going to leap for you. That's totally fair. I, okay. will, uh, I will dodge. Ooh, I have a normal success. Do I need to get better? I have luck to burn. So I need a hard success. What's hard success? It means I need to spend 13. No, I have 21. I need to get a 12. So I'll spend nine more points of luck. Okay. To get a hard success and dodge. So because so close there, the thing leaps on you and tries to grapple you, but you are, you throw it off before yeah, okay. it can grab a hold of a finger. The ones that are burning uh, don't seem to be like freaking out about burning. Uh, they are continuing to move towards you. All right. All right. And one of them is biting my, my good friend, Dr. Sapien, yeah. who just tried yeah. to save me with his lance. Just, thing. just so I'm gonna shoot snapped the, off one I'm of shooting, his fingers. I'm shooting that one next. Okay. So Abigail, you are near the hole. You hear yelling. You hear shooting. Your your hearing is starting to come back, but you're you're kind of freaked out and panicking. Um, what do you want to do? Um, if I don't see the others immediately following behind me, can I try to go back for them? Sure. Um, so Lloyd has somewhat abandoned you, but he's running towards the action because he wants to help. Virgil, you've come running from the action. I, I made um, that luck roll, by the way. Okay. For that for that picture. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, if I turn the corner, I mean, I figured we were all running. I didn't think you were going to stay. Well, so if I get to panicking. the hole... Yeah. Um, so if I so get to the hole and nobody else is there, because I'm probably going to pass... Well, you'd, you'd pass by me and then see Abigail. You'd have to right. pass by both of us. Now, Abigail's exactly. moving back towards the place. Now, if you're standing near the hole, you're in the room. The action's coming from the right. There's still the middle and the left tunnels, which nothing seems to be happening there. This is the, the part or where I go off by out. myself. Or there's um, the hole out. No, I probably would. I can't turn my back on my friends. I'm going to be like, look at the hole, look back at them, look at the hole for a little bit too long, and then just bolt back after Lloyd and Abigail. 
Okay. So let's see where everybody is. I'd say we're back to Xander. No, Lloyd, you're running forward. Lloyd, you run around the corner and everything is kind of lit up now. There's fire going on. There's uh thing and you see this these hideous hairy mouth creatures, finger biters, um moving like, you know, visual from a movie like the aliens and uh do a sanity roll. I see them clicking their teeth. Nope. Um, oh, <laughs> 95. All right. So, uh, do a 1d8. Wait, I'm sorry. Do a, do an intelligence roll first. Okay. Do you want me to roll the 1d8 before the int roll? No, just roll the, the one, the, the intelligence roll first. Well, I mean, I have an 80 in, um, it and I rolled a 59. So that's a pass. And I rolled a six on losing sanity. So. Okay. So you lose six points of sanity. You understand the danger and what you're seeing. So you're going to have an effect. Roll a 1d8. Five. Five. Interesting. Roll uh, another 1d8. I've got the charts on my wall. Two. Huh. That's the dumbest thing ever. Okay. Um, you aren't deaf, but all the sound stops in your head. You have a psychosomatic illness. You are convinced that you can't hear anything. So you're just struck, struck and stricken. Uh, all all I'm hearing in my head is like that, like PTSD trauma sound. Right. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're still holding it together. At least. Um, I am recoiling obviously the Sandy, but can I attempt to try and go and just whack one of these things or sure. the two? Okay. Yeah. Um, fighting Brawl. Oh, oh, 93 out of 55. Okay. The things are, they're, they're not trying to really dodge. So if you try to whack one and it got a regular success, uh, I straight up failed. It's trying to grapple with you. Um, so, in this case, it's one of the flaming ones that uh, is still burning a bit. Um, it does very similar to what it did to Clarence. It sort of wraps its arm around, it grabs a hold of your arm, then your elbow, and then it works its way down and then tries to bite off a finger. Um, but it doesn't get the finger off. It's it's trying to bite, and you're kind of keeping your hand away from it. Um, but it's it's got a hold on you, and they don't weigh very much. Um, you can also do a spot hidden for me. Uh, am I taking damage from this burning thing, touch making contact with me? Not yet. Um, I rolled an eighty-one out of seventy, and we're already burning luck. So I'm gonna spend 11 points of luck to make that a regular success okay it just is going to mean that you notice the ring and the missing finger okay um, all right um take off the ring take off the ring these things have now kind of spread out <coughs> abigail there's you still see them 
Go ahead. There's still one on um, Dr. Sapien, right? Yes, there is. Okay, just checking. Um, for the moment. For the, for the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, these things have spread out now. They're, the, some of them are passing you. Um, the one actually that's got a hold of Dr. Sapien and it's bitten off his finger successfully, it kind of tries to leap off of him now that it's got the finger. Oh, no, he stopped leaving. No, no, I'm shooting him. Okay. Okay. Well then, well then, yeah, I'm not gonna hold it and let you shoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, so, if I accidentally shoot you, Doc, I apologize, but I'm trying to save your finger. Do I do I take any damage from it uh, knobbing off my finger, Tom? Well, you're bleeding. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Do a um. I, I a failed. One d four damage. All right. I, I missed. I got a sixty-three. You, the thing is, is moving very quickly around him. So when you fire, you just fire past it, um, and the the thing leaps away. It or it so I can take leap. a shot can, at you, it. You can try and grapple it to keep okay. it from leaping away. Grapple with the fighting brawl, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. On. Ooh. Okay. It's fifteen, which is a. You. Uh, it's fifteen over twenty-five, so. Normal. I could spend three to make it a a uh, hard. It's still okay. I got a I got an eighty nine. So okay. So I'm like, it oh. tries to grapple away, and you grab a hold of right. it. And if you've got your gun, you can try and shoot it. Okay. I was going to try biting it, but probably not. All right. Then I'm going to shoot it right in the. Uh, hey, you know, uh, you know. Turn about three. Uh, I for an eye, right? It, yeah. It bit him. It bit him. All right. Sure. I'm going to shoot it uh, with my danger. Okay. I mean, I'm grabbing onto it, so it's probably like point blank and shooting in the head. Yeah, you get a bonus die for point blank. Oh, those are good because they're really small and for up close yeah. combat anyway. All right, so I'm going to roll 1d6 for damage and, oh, crap, up five. Okay. You take your gun, and because you've grappled it, you almost right. get the chance to put the gun right up to its head and fire. And... You see the gun, the, 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 I mean, you see the report, report you know, the fire from the, right. the blast, and you can see a chunk of the thing's head sort of fly away, but mm. it doesn't stop. Um, I'm so grappling. It now seems to be really trying just to get away from you. Um, the other creatures, um, as they've spread out, uh, They've suddenly, it's, it's almost as if they suddenly lose interest in you. And they all start trying, they're almost dodging to avoid you. And they're heading towards the left hand passage. Um, what do you do? So they're in retreat. If you so did I actually see one of these things, or did were they kind of taken off before I got in there? Well, you you saw them when you were with the mm -hmm. others. Yeah, you saw them. Um, but yeah, you see them all running sort of past you towards that uh, place on the the left hand side. I uh, seeing that they're in retreat, I look around to kind of assess the situation, and I see Lloyd because Lloyd really was here. I've been deaf the whole time. Um, your hearing much. is probably all starting to come back a little bit. Yeah, painfully. So, um, so I'm going to hand Lloyd his shotgun. Okay. 
I, I fired three rounds. I think. Am, am I still deaf? <laughs> we'll say it's all coming back to you. you guys, have a, a yeah. moment to sort of. You guys still see me holding on to a flaming. Uh, you're still off. grappling like, one of the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and then you guys are like, oh, here's the guys, guys. Smoke break. I got, <laughs> I got, I got the shotgun. Yeah. Okay, you would have to fire it right next to Doctor Clarence. But you know what? Even with do. the shotgun in mind, considering they're grappling, I'm gonna just gonna go up and go with the blackjack whack. Okay. Does he get advantage because I'm grappling the thing and this kind of? I saw that I, movie. By I'd way. say so. Um, okay, with that in mind, it is a 29 out of 55. Okay. Uh, um, why don't you go ahead and roll damage. All right, I need to get out the D4. Actually, you're not. Your your hearing hasn't been back. I forgot you're in your psychics. Yeah, it was like going. I mean, I, 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 I probably even at that point, even though he holds a shotgun out, ignore it, run towards the thing. Um, oh, my God. Um, that is just four points of damage. Okay. So you're you're kind of beating on this thing, and it's trying very hard to get away from Clarence. Uh, it, what's anybody else doing? I'll, if I get there, I'll draw my, like, nine millimeter and assist. And okay. Beat. Now, you've seen them all run past you. Oh. Okay. Honestly, if they're, okay. And so they're all heading towards that left-hand hole. All right, I'd probably just draw my gun and right, put the camera down, point. obviously, and probably aim in that direction and kind of cover it, to be honest. Okay. At this point, just so they... You're just, you're they just covering it in case they come back. Okay. E getting ready in case, like, one jump or, like, crawls out on the ceiling and stuff. Mm. All right. Um, Lloyd. Oh, you just did that. Um, Abigail, what are you doing? You're standing there in shock, probably. I'm just standing there, probably not. Um, did you want to do anything? Um, I'm, I want to kind of take notice which tunnels I go down to, down in and see. Uh, I don't remember that. The left hand side, yeah, the far one. Mm. It's the um, left one, the one I'm pointing the gun at. Uh, Doctor Clarence, once again, you're grappable. The thing is, uh, on trying, trying to get away. Uh, all right, so hmm, rolled a 57 over 25. How much luck do I have left? Um, you'd have to get a hard because I got a hard. Hmm, 57. All right, I am going to 57. Oh no, even if I burn all my luck, it wouldn't be enough. Um, yeah, so it, so it wriggles. It yeah. wriggles out of your hand. It ducks under where Xander is standing, and it skitters very quickly towards that same tunnel that the others ran to. So it would have to run past Abigail and Virgil, right? Correct. Okay. If that thing comes by me, I'm plugging it. Okay, go ahead. You and I'll be yelling from behind. <laughs> it's like, ah, that's a pass. Uh, it's just a regular pass with a 60. I have a 65 in handguns. Okay. I got a regular pass as well, and I'm trying to dodge you. So okay. you shoot at it, and you hit the ground, and it skitters towards that same darkness. 
Um, <laughs> those of you who are out in the the middle central area, which is Abigail and Virgil, do a uh, listen roll. I'm going to spend six points of luck to make that because okay. I got a 26 and I have a 20. So that's a regular success. I got um, a 99. Okay, so you don't hear anything. You're freaked out. But mm-hmm. Virgil, you hear the splashing of water. Kind of an echoey, weird sound of water when you... And it splashes for a minute and then it stops. The well... Uh-oh. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna say like, hey, guys, I think, I think the well that they found the gold mine in is down here. I think that's where they went. I think that's where that tunnel leads. I hear water splashing. Are you guys still alive? By the way, I yell back. I didn't. We didn't really. I don't really. Yeah, we're much. coming. Okay. <clears throat> and I dust up the, uh, you know, I guess my bleeding finger and the burned, I guess, shirt and suit from, you know, hugging that uh, mm-hmm. burning, yeah. I don't hear shit. I'll just raise my hand and they can see, like, nine oh. fingers. He's got one of his yeah. fingers. Clarence, Clarence, do a power roll. Okay, ooh, my power is actually decent, so let's see. Uh, oh, crap, where's my... Sorry. Well, I'm dazed out like this. Okay. I'm in a weird state, so I want to look at one of their questions. I want to pluck one of the rings off of them. Okay, I got double eight over 80. So, like, that, that's more than... You got 88? No, I got eight over 80. Oh, eight like, over my 80. My power is 80, yeah. Okay, you're fine. Yeah. Um, Lloyd, you were saying you, uh, you're looking at one of the dead things? Yeah, I'm plucking the ring off of it. Okay. Or at least trying to. They are... Um, uh, as I say, they're thin, emaciated, weird, hairy things. But your guess is that maybe they were once human. And the ring that you pluck off is the McDougal family crest. Um, you can do a sanity. For sanity. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you can't because you're already under something. So oh, okay. you, you can't have double insanity. Is there still fire? Like, are some of them still on fire? Like uh, the, no, the ones yeah. that were on fire uh, passed you all by now. They've dived into the well. All right, can I oh, kick I one of the dead ones <laughs> onto the fire? Can I kick some of the dead ones which don't weigh that much onto, like, the fire just out of uh, malice? Sure. All right, so... Uh, how many? Right. How many did we kill? Uh, two, two right? Think. Like you, you shot two. So there's four left. Lloyd, you didn't get any. I'm just staring at the ring. What's wrong? You with see him? him staring at the ring. So I'm gonna recognize the ring, right? Because I know Gordon's ring probably better than most. Yeah, I mean you'd recognize it. You've probably seen it before. Yeah. Probably that on some of the records in the church, you also saw mm-hmm. that McDougal um, family crest. Um, you said you tossed some of the, the dead ones onto the fire. Well, kind of kicked them into the fire out of spite. Do a spot it. Oh. 
Right, because my spot hidden stuff is so good this entire game. Ooh! Double O one, so one. Wow. Nice. A crit. Well, yeah, I wish I got that while I was getting my finger bit off. The, uh, <laughs> the one that falls into the fire, okay? You see it, you know, it, it's dry. It's You're not sure if these things are alive or not, but it's, it burns like it's old wood. So it, it sort of bursts into flame. And this is the one that had its head completely blown off. Uh, and very quickly, after a few moments, the body is uh, falling apart into ashes and so forth. But right in the middle of the ashes, right where the creature's stomach would have been, there is something that looks like a finger. Does it look like, well, it couldn't look like my finger, right? Because it doesn't something... look like, it doesn't look like a finger. Like It looks like a piece of statue, like a, a stone finger. Like a mummified finger almost? Maybe, but it's not burning. But it looks like a finger. It looks like a perfect, as if a, a perfect finger had been carved out of stone. I'm gonna walk up and you know find some way to take that finger out of the fire, okay. and then just look at That's it. Cool and... for a second. Right, right, right. right. Are, yeah, both, it... are both of them? Do I see them on both of the bodies I kicked into the fire, or just the one? You got to know one. Yes, you. They both have these what look like stone fingers in their stomachs. Gentlemen. Um, Had. You have them now. So I'm going to wave these out, Xander and, and Lloyd. I'm imagining Xander has his hearing back now. Or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got their hearing back. Look at these, well, sorry, look at these gentlemen. And then I show the the the, the the uh, mummified fingers, if you will, or the or the statue fingers. Ritual. And yeah, it was. Wasn't good. That's what it sounds like. This ring. That's why. It's the Dougal family crest. Do you think the fingers part the curse? I don't know. Whatever those things are now, they were the McDougals. How could, how could you have some cursed finger, though? I don't know. How could those things exist to begin with? Okay, so let's do a... Maybe it's the rain. Constitution. Constitution. Uh, 48 over 50. So I'm okay. Normal. Yeah. What do you guys want to do? So, in any event, gentlemen and lady, I want my finger back. Well, I know, give I know where they gun. went. Are you, are you feeling all right, Lloyd? As I look into his, his eye. I mean, I'm not like out of control, but you, you're seeing a bit of like, a, you know. I was just, I was just concerned. Thousand yard stare. Um, those things. They can't exist on this world. We need to make sure they're gone. I agree. Well, they went that way. No, I know exactly where they went, and I'm gonna go. Like we sh we need to go get these. I'm things grabbing the shotgun through. and I'm reloading. 
can I uh, can I use my first aid kit to see if I can kind of try to bandage um, Doctor Sapien's finger? Sure, it's a very humanitarian thing to do. Aww. I know you. I don't know why none of us thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, deal with this. Yeah. Dude. Just thinking about it, but. And can you use medicine to assist and go, yep, you know, do this, do that? I mean, I was already handing weapons over while he was still struggling with that thing, so I can't say. <laughs> uh, Lloyd, I don't suppose you have a spare gun, do you? And in my 38 revolver. Do I need to, do I need to roll for this? Yeah, for first aid, yes. Can I assist with medicine if needed? He's rolling on you. Well, no, thank you. Oh no, you know, do, do this, do that. You know. Oh, I see. Okay. I rolled uh I rolled a fifteen out of a thirty. Okay. Nice. So you get one point back, Doctor. Doctor nice. 50. Um like you all to do spot hidden rules. You guys are breathless in here. Never gonna pass this. Nope. I know, right? Oh, oh seven out of seventy. Nice. That is a ninety eight. Sixty-two over forty. I I have a twenty-one out of sixty-five. Okay. Um, do you guys all have your flashlights still burning? Yeah. Can we establish that I? Well, Virgil's probably close to me, but I want to be close to the front with that shotgun. Okay. Yeah, we're probably um, at the front. Well, uh, you guys are using your flashlights. You're probably looking over towards where those things went. Mm-hmm. Um your flashlights, you can definitely see that there looks like there is some sort of stone structure there, probably a well. Um, And it's not that far in. It's not that big of a room. However, out of the corner of Lloyd's eye, as Lloyd, you're standing there and thinking about that, and uh, there's the lights from your uh, flashlights is where you're concentrating. But something about the light over here changes. And as you turn your head and look, something is coming down the hole that you guys came in. And something slides down to the bottom and you realize it is a man. And he slides down quickly uh, writes himself, and he's got a shotgun, which he points right at you guys, and he fires. What do y'all want to do? Um, oh, probably I'm shoot. dodging. I'm, I'm dodging for I, cover. I want to try and fight back with my own shotgun. I see a shotgun. I'm going to try and blast him back. Okay. <laughs> I, I imagine I'm that. Gonna, like I, I was walking uh, with the gun. My, drawn am I point? Forward. Am I point blank? You're both point blanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fire oh, too. No. I'm gonna shoot the, uh, you know, over their shoulder at. Him. Okay, Ooh, that is a fifteen out of sixty-five. Um, I got a forty-nine out of forty. If the nine luck matters, I'll spend it. But otherwise, boom. I'm um, going. To, I'm going to spend two luck to make that a critical success. And I have forty-three over. I have 43 over 40, so I'll spend three luck to also make it a hit. Okay. Um, you would have to get a hard, so virtually yeah. you don't need to spend the extra luck. Oh, I don't? Uh, okay. I'll put no, I'm, I'm just going to... Um, but uh, Virgil, uh, you you guys all fire at the same time because you're all jumping. 
Um, Virgil, why don't you go ahead and roll for damage? Okay, so that is 1d10. Right. I got a 4. And you're firing a shotgun? It's a 9mm pistol. Nine it's nine, it, says, it just says nine millimeter. That's and yeah, I just imagine it's a nine millimeter automatic. Um, yeah, I imagine. Okay, uh, so you hit him, and uh, he misfires. He it, it knocks him off target, so he doesn't hit anybody. Um, but he also, uh, when he does that, he's going to turn immediately back around and fire again. So you guys have another chance, though. All right, attempt number two. The mine I needed a hard hit. What you're saying? Yes, I was. That was only because of what he rolled. Oh, okay, okay. This time I got a twenty-seven, and I'm going to spend seven luck at this point to make that a hard success. Okay. Should I roll again if I'm still just standing up there? You got like a nine millimeter. Yeah, you can roll again too. Okay, but I didn't know. If you guys get a hard, you've you've hit him. Okay. I got a thirty-one over forty, so not hard again. Okay. I got um, a lot of gunfire. <laughs> I got a, I got a reg I got a regular success that time uh, with a fifty-two. Seventeen okay. points of damage. Okay. Mm. Um, you blow a hole through his chest, and he falls to the ground. And this is the tall blonde gentleman who you think you have identified as Sean Bannerman, and you kill him. Hell, Mandy. And, and I'll yell, someone get his shotgun. I'll go All walk right. over What's your next bit. I get the shotgun because I got a lot of skill in shotgun. Nice. What What is your next move? Probably go to the, the well. The other tunnel. Yeah. Okay. Is the, the well other tunnel or the well? The well. Because that's where they went. That's where the monsters were. Right, we heard the water noise. Yeah. We shine our lights down there. Do we see water? Um, you get to the well, and you shine your lights down there. And about 10 feet down, you see the water surface. Um, you can't tell. It's, it's pretty black. Uh, but the only place where they could have gone would be down under the water somewhere. So I'm going to take out the two fingers that I have and start waving them around, sort of like rubbing them against each other, each other whatever, making noises to kind of lure them out with the two fingers. Nothing. I'll raise you one more, and I stick my hand over the well, and I start doing this. Is there a big <laughs> rock nearby that I could move? But I got my shotgun just at the ready. There, there are big rocks everywhere. Uh, the danger what is, the... is you don't know if you would yeah. trigger a cave-in. Could we fill this well in from above? Is there, like, above access or no? Lads, lads. We could just cause a cave-in intentionally. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to find the fingers, gentlemen, especially mine. You, you want to go gonna... in that water? I'm not going in that Clarence, water. Clarence, honestly, at this point, it's a write-off. I'm sorry. It, it keeps gnawing like the you? ladies of the evening and like Gordon, my friend. It, it, it. Ah, I'll jump in the water it. to lure them out if necessary. We got the rope. Got a funeral. Are we going to tie him to the rope and lower him down? Kind of dangle him over the water? 
He's like insisting fishing. that all, <laughs> if necessary, if necessary, my friends. Do this is really our plan. It'd be like fishing. Everybody, everybody, do an idea roll. Um, regular pass. Fifteen yeah, over pass. I, I passed. <laughs> Clearly, my fishing idea is a good one. Have a 15. Writing so about hard. this, writing about this years later, none of you can quite remember who came up with the idea, but it suddenly, <laughs> it suddenly dawned on you all that the locals used dynamite to blow tree stumps out of the ground. Yeah. You True. might be able to get it right at the general store. I think we just blow this place up. Make sure yeah. it never, never can be accessed again. I think I know what happened when back in 1782, when when old McDowell, the last McDowell son, blew this place up. He didn't. All, all the McDowell family were what became of them. They all hid in the well during the explosion, and that's how they survived. That's what they've been doing this whole time. They've just been living down here as these things. So how do you avoid that a second time? More dynamite in the right spot this time. We call, yeah, trap blow them. up, blow up the well as well. We blow up their well. Can we poison the well and then blow it up? I mean, if I mean, you want to cover all our bases, I mean, <laughs> sure. If we blow this place up, do we have any guarantee that none of them are going to get back out again? We don't. But do you want to go in that fucking well? But I'm I know. Not going in that I know how well. we can. I know how we can measure our success. We'll just keep an eye on Dr. Sapien. If he continues yeah. to feel the gnawing every night, we know they're still alive. That is a, a very logical conclusion. Because because we have gone over four hours, I just want yeah, to ask, what, what ultimately do you guys want to do about this? Get well, the dynamite. Get the dynamite. Get the use hell the out dynamite. Of long long, long right. fuse, preferably. So that way we could go down and put it like it right by the well. And have plenty of time to crawl away and probably never show our faces in Dunval again. Uh, no. If there's any like poison, you know, whatever, I'm gonna pour everything down the well. Um, Ooh, you know, um, he's aside, whatever. Uh, we got Ooh. the kit, we got Virgil's getaway car outside. <laughs> who, has, who has who has the most luck left? I have, I have 54. I have 54. I have 41. It's, I think it's me. So, Virgil. Virgil, I, dual luck roll. Abigail haven't used luck yet. Have, I was curious to say, I've never actually used oh, any of my have. luck, so I've still oh. got 60 luck. Oh, yeah. Okay. You Abigail, you roll a luck roll then. Um, you're so generous. Okay. I rolled a 19. Ooh, wow. Nice. Okay. In the process of getting your dynamite and stuff like that, um, you. I mean, you're getting asked questions. Also, the gunfire and everything, it was loud enough that some of the people in town heard it and came looking. Um, they found uh, Sean's car. Uh, they, uh, Anyways, the luck roll was uh, if they're on your side. And in fact, they've long suspected that something horrible was going on here and and you've I, you've identified it and proven that it was there so they help you and yeah. uh you end up uh dynamiting the whole thing caving in the well caving in the the ruins 
and everything else. Whew. And I think you pretty much managed to stop it. Dr. Clarence, you never feel anything. And uh, Gordon, that very day, says that the pain suddenly stopped. Um, so I'm going to give one of the fingers to Gordon and one of the fingers to myself and try to like glue it on. So each of us have glue it on. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I'll make that as part because it's and part of the story. And you create a new curse. <laughs> what, what Dr. Clarence, you realize is that uh, the only reason you succeeded was because you dynamited them and you must have destroyed whatever magic was doing it. But you realized you had to crush those fingers, destroy the fingers, mm. which so you don't really have the stones. You really broke them and that oh. permanently kills them. All right. So that's pretty much the end of the story. Uh, I think Virgil had the right idea or uh, Dexter. Um, so one of the brothers way back when the, the family fortune went down the hill and one of the brothers made a deal with an elder thing, or I mean, not an elder thing, but a, a dark entity elder God uh, for something. gold. Yeah. Um, so in return for gold, of course, it wanted, um, it probably, I think the story says that it wanted children. Hmm. Uh, and because they were all, you know, born and raised Christians, he wouldn't do it. So he tried to get the priest to exercise the demon, but that just made the thing angrier. So what the creature did, the, the entity did, was it snuck into their house. It didn't really have to say it's an entity. It came into their house and it stole one of each of their fingers. And it created a sort of magical spell around it so that they would all go insane and then once they were insane and they died, then it dug them up and it placed the finger inside their stomach. And that caused them to transform into these things. So they were eternally cursed uh, to be these things. Evan had managed to not be there when all this happened. So he escaped the United States, but he still had all the gold from the fortune. And so that's what happened. Uh, McDougal came back. Oh, well, it, 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 you're right. It starts before McDougal. Uh, May 29th, Bannerman arrives thinking, I'm going to go see if I can find some of this legendary gold. And he got bitten. Uh, I may have forgotten to mention that uh, he also is missing a finger. You mentioned. I saw the doctor. And, no, you mentioned the doctor had mentioned seeing him. So. Right. And it had pretty much driven Bannerman insane. And so he became a thrall of these creatures. And he started going into Halheim and picking up prostitutes, nice. knocking them out and bringing them here so that the creatures could have more fingers. And that, that was the process that was going on. Uh, Gordon gets there and he's just sort of happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he gets his fingers stolen. Um, and then once you guys started killing these things and burning them, uh, they sent out a psychic message to their thrall, Bannerman. And he came right. running so and he shot back. them to kill uh, them. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
if without crushing the fingers, the creatures would reanimate the next day. Even if hmm. you burnt all their, their bodies, they could reanimate. Um, awakening if you'd brought it with you. <laughs> uh, Take it with you, you have a new creature. See, but, I learned yeah. from my ice cream incident to always be vengeful. Remember that time I wanted to break the machine? And you guys are like, oh, no, don't break the machine. And look what it did to the little girl. So now I'm like kicking, burning, destroying anything. And so that is the end of our story. Let me go ahead and finish. Our players included Billy Chung, uh, Raina Shockley, Sham Sabin, Pos- uh, not Pascal, uh, Dexter Yoakum, and Ian Christensen. With yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets, we have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.